Hello everyone and welcome to Pure Dead PlayStation, a fortnightly PlayStation supplement from Pure Dead Gaming. I'm your host Donnie and today we'll be taking you through the latest news including details of Diablo 4's upcoming Season 1, changes at Naughty Dog and at the very end the inevitable Xbox ABK merger discussion after this week's major update. As usual though I need some guests to do all this and once again I've partnered with the XPN Network and not one but two guests. Coming in hot again, returning to Pure Dead PlayStation, Mr. Baldman Gamer, aka Mr. BMG, and the man known online as I'm a Ghostbuster, but the ladies just call him Slimer. It's Ash as well, gentlemen. Thanks for both being here. How are we? Oh, fantastic, mate. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Living you can the talk dream. Now, BMG. Oh, I can talk. <laughs> I'm free. I'm free. Greetings and salutations. It's Friday. We're recording on oh, a Friday night. I'm so glad it's Friday. I've had, like, this week seems to have been about 25 days long. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. Do you know what? I, I've got my work done quickly. I've chilled out. I will, I've, like, I've had a good evening. And I'm, I'm ready to have, like, a nice chill weekend. So it's a good start to that. I'm looking forward to it. Good. Do you have much plans? Literally, um, no, I could say last weekend I was at this a music festival. The weekend before that, I was down in London for Money in the Bank. So it's been like a hectic non-stop couple of weeks. My kids are knackered because obviously they've had to stay out at uh, like families' houses and stuff while we've been away. So we're going to have a nice family weekend. We're going to play some board games and watch some films and just chill and uh, relax. So I'm looking forward to it, really looking forward to it. Good, good. Oh, And Mr. BMG? Oh, so it's like just since, well? uh, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm all good. Uh, like literally, you know, just before uh, we we started, I just got in from work, jumped in the shower because I've been sat in a car all day, so I smell <laughs> like a tramp's vest. You know, <laughs> nice. had to <laughs> do me do me hair. I like to style it in different ways mm. and things like that. But yeah, no, all good. So I just, I just literally, I know it's a PlayStation show, and you, you might want to trim this out. But I've just literally seen on Twitter that um, Major Nelson's um, leaving Xbox, leaving yes. Microsoft. Oh wow! Yeah, after what? twenty years or something like that. Yeah, twenty-two. Yeah. I think he's been there. Bless him. Wow. Who's, Who's going to wear, wear the white gloves? gloves? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an unboxing video until he pulls them out every time. <laughs> Gets me excited. No. <laughs> oh, the white gloves are coming on. He's going to touch something. <laughs> End of an era, staff. Yes. That's it. Phil's next. Have you, have you guys joined Threads yet this week? I see, obviously, XPN has got their account, but are you guys on it? You made the switch. Not personally, because I don't use um, Instagram personally. I've got one. I don't think I've posted anything on it in a couple of years. But mm. I, I, I was like, I don't need much social networking. I'm trying to trim the amount of time I use it. So I'm just sticking with an XPN one. Uh, and maybe I'll post some pictures on there and stuff. With that, or general. It might be a bit more me as well as XPN on the, the XPN yeah. network one. But... It's quite good. It's a nice place. I've seen nothing but positivity so far. So um, yeah, it's a nice place. Feel free to follow us. I, I like we, we we have like ten people. We're not big or anything, but I'll be posting <laughs> stuff on there when I when I, I see fit. Good, good. Yeah, no. So far, I'm to be fair. I'm actually enjoying it. It's you know, there's there seems to be a a lot of engagement, and it seems to be quite friendly so far. But I'm sure. 
there was a time when Twitter was friendly as well, you know. But this week <laughs> on Twitter has um, has has been a bit of a carnage, hasn't it? So to be fair, Threads have actually been quite a good escape from all that shit. <laughs> yeah, I don't oh, understand. It's great. I don't understand it. I just, I, it's, I barely know how to work Twitter. Um, and I, there's no way in this earth am I going to try and do another social media thing. It's, and, and, and I feel like if I did join it, I, I, I'd feel like Mark Zuckerberg would be like mentally undressing me, looking at my profile. And it, no, no, I'm not for me. I'll, I'll stick with Twitter. I like the chaos. I like the craziness and all the <laughs> slagging matches and, and getting death threats. A lot of people do. A lot of people do. Yeah. <laughs> Brian's my Dale. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, we're going to talk this week's news. And for the listeners, I've got good news. But I've got bad news, first of all, in that at the end of the day, we have to talk about the merger, I'm afraid. However, oh. the good news is I'm going to stick it right at the end. And as usual, I'm going to timestamp everything in this episode. So when you get to it and you don't want to listen... You're done. You're off the hook. So we will save that right for the end to save people going, not a fucking gain. That's just <laughs> life at the moment, guys, I'm afraid. Oh, but honestly, we can... rushed through it this week. I totally agree. It's the yeah. worst. No one needs it, but you've got to talk about it. it it's, you have to. It's horrible, yep. isn't it? It's it's horrible. It's like, do you know what? It's like when you drive past a car crash and you all slow right down and you proper stick your head out the window and neb. You, you really shouldn't. But you really do, and that's what that's what this ABK merger is. I hope it's done and dusted. That's all I say. Yeah, I mean, it's certainly it's I, that is it basically done now. Regardless of the little bits and bobs, and you're sort of that is it done. So yeah, listen, we'll we'll save all that for the end, for much to the delight, I'm sure, of of the listeners. <laughs> But we will start with Diablo Season 1. So Blizzard this week released details of the upcoming Season 1 for Diablo 4, the season of Malignant. Season 1 takes place after the events of the main campaign and follows the player's character as they investigate a new threat to Sanctuary, Malignants. The corruption is spreading throughout the world, turning beasts, humans and demons alike into bloodthirsty monsters. The player must work with Cormand, a former priest at the Cathedral of Light, to find the source of malignance and stop it from spreading. The seasonal mechanic for Season 1 is Malignant Hearts. Players will need to collect and socket these hearts, which will add a layer of RNG to gear and create a new farming system. Season 1 introduces a number of new content, including a new boss, the Malignant Soul, new dungeons, known as Malignant Tunnels, filled with new enemies and bosses to help with targeted farming, new legendary gems, known as Malignant Hearts, and a new cosmetic battle pass. Season 1 of Diablo 4 is scheduled to start on July 20th. Players are reminded to log into their account from July 18th to upload their map to the Blizzard servers to be used in the season and a timely reminder that you must create a new character for each season also. Gentlemen, I am mad on Diablo 4. Um, absolutely fucking loving it. I'm, I'm, I think I'm nearly 90 hours in now. My really my first Diablo game. I'm blown away by how good it is and how much it's gripped me. I haven't seen you guys posting about it, so I'm assuming I'm alone here. Would that be right? Is is that the game where you, where you fuck bears? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, similar but different at the same time. Oh, it's a different game. Oh, so you don't. Whoa, fuck what game are we on about here? And- There's a game. I saw a trailer thing, and it's, it's even not seen it all over like Twitter and stuff. Where <laughs> this guy fucks a bear. 
It's a game. No, what, what game is this? Because I don't believe. Uh, oh, is it Baldur's it Gate? Is that what we're on about? Oh, I thought that was Diablo. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I can see why you've got the connection, to be fair, because there are similarities now, now, to them, but yeah. We, we, we're leaving this here. When does he, like, sexually... Have you, have um, you not seen the trailer? There's an actual trailer. Yeah. yeah. And he's literally... You Shag see, the bear, yeah. The, bear, the bear character's a druid, you see, and um, he makes love to the bear. Yeah. Right. The dude oh, right. lies I'd... down and the bear mounts him. Okay, I do not. <laughs> well, hey. So, hey, wrong hey, game well, then. Indeed. I, I wasn't game, expecting that. If people say I'm weird for playing Shall We a Dad Simulator <laughs> and you're on about. Bear shagging games. I mean, what the? <laughs> I, uh, I was, uh, so that's not Diablo then. All right, fair that enough. That is not Diablo at all. I've, I've so said, no. it's not a game that's kind of. I've said I've said it everywhere. I've seen all you know. It's got all these positive reviews. How awesome the game yeah. is and all that. But the whole click, 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 move, click, 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 tap, 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 tap to to kill yeah. some and that and then click to ah, that's not me that it's not my kind of game it looks good from what I've seen it looks good and I've seen clips on Twitter mm-hmm. and things like that. And it looks a really good game and it's good that the, it's you know it's getting uh, this first season's you know dropping with all this new content and hopefully it's something that they're going to carry on doing add more and more content and eventually when it becomes part of xbox game pass which we assume is going to at some <laughs> point um the, you know there's probably going to be even more content added to it because then once you've got the you know the backing of microsoft the you know what is it now it's they're over over two trillion dollar company now aren't they they're like two yeah. two point two point three or something yeah. Like that, yeah so you know with that sort of backing and with what blizzard's doing because like is it mike yabara that's head of um yes. blizzard you know yeah. he's because blizzard kind of went on a down slope, you know, they were destroying WoW. Um, I haven't played WoW in many, 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 many years, and I only tried it, and I couldn't figure that out. Um, but from, like, seeing what Jez Corden was posting and stuff like that, it was literally, it was, it was bad. The expansions weren't good. It wasn't doing well. And then he's kind of taken the reins, taken it in a new direction. And, you know, the I think Blizzard's probably the best part of ABK at the moment with the stuff that they're making and the news that there's a Warcraft free in the works. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that, yeah, now they're releasing this post content and hopefully for years to come, there's going to be even more and more to keep everyone clicking and tapping and maybe eventually fucking yeah. bears. You know, <laughs> maybe, maybe it might go that way. You know, could, there could be a quest for it. But yeah, no, I mean, obviously they've, they've got a 10-year plan as they have for, for Diablo games. Whether it lasts 10 years will depend on, you say, how good the content is, how good the expansions is. I think the first expansion's at some point next year, which obviously will be a properly paid expansion because obviously seasonal content technically is free. You don't have to pay for a season. What you're basically paying for is a cosmetic battle pass so you can play any seasonal content free of charge just as part of purchasing the game so um be interesting to see how wow. it all how it all plays out yeah that, i'm quite that's, that's very uh, that's very anti activision blizzard king yeah Not i mean how, how much yeah how how much storylines involved in the seasonal content remains to be seen i'm i'm assuming it's just a very long side quest because it is just you know a seasonal chapter effectively but what you're doing obviously you've got obviously your your sort of seasonal 
almost like end game in terms of Diablo, all the sort of grinding for extra loot and things. And that's kind of where, you know, your time is spent and that's where, you know, your money is spent on this battle pass should you want basically cosmetics. And um, yeah, because I think from memory, I think the first or the first 25 or certainly 25 levels of the battle pass, again, are free. And then the other 75 are what you get for your money. Is it how long's the season? Have they said how long the season's for? Three months. Well, yeah. So you would assume, because if like Bungie with Destiny, um, it's a new season every four months, but they stretch the season, seasonal story quest, if you will, over that over that four months so you get your battle pass um, there is like the free bit that you get which you can do up to level 100 and you can then pay for the battle pass which then gives you on top of that free stuff all the other you know the, the paid stuff behind yes, it yes you said you know same same sort of thing but yeah they they stretch like the story the story connects to the game so each season connects to the next season which eventually connects to the next major expansion that's the way destiny does it so i wonder if they're going to sort of go that route you're going to get seasonal content say for 12 months and then you may get like a bigger paid expansion and then another load of season stuff and maybe do that way i suppose that would keep it fresh and keep an audience engaged yeah i'm assuming that's that's basically what's going to be like as well yeah and hopefully yourself ash and (laughs) I haven't been fucking bears, I tell you that. Um, <laughs> I'm going to find you it. I'm going to find you it. I'm gonna yeah, find send it, it on... me. I'll watch it after the show. Um, <laughs> I haven't played Diablo since it was on PC. And mm-hmm. was that Diablo 1, I assume? Well, it could be one. It could be one to four. They all are, but yeah, presumably one, or maybe even two. If it's that, if it's I think that it was ago. two. I, I swear it was two because it was the fiery red skull face man. Um, and I really enjoyed it. I used to play it quite a lot, but I haven't okay. played it um, since then. I, I'm I'm interested. My my only reason i haven't is the cost of it like it's full price game i'm trying to watch what i spend on games at the moment and there's a lot of other games out right now i mean we've got like an like the summer sales have hit on both playstation and xbox today or yesterday there's a ton of amazing games and yeah i'm like for the price of diablo i can get like 40 other games do you know i mean it's like mm, weighing it up if it comes to Game it. Pass or it goes on sale, I'll probably pick it up. But it's one of those games that I'm not massively in a rush to play. It looks great, though. Like I say, everything about it looks interesting. I'm not that bothered about starting the new character for the seasonal stuff. I get why they do it, though. But I'm, yeah. I'm not in like that. I don't feel any FOMO at all for the new Diablo game. But it's, it's a game that I know will, will play great and it looks great. Like, it really looks good. And I love the trailer and everything for it. But right now, I have got so much I want to play. There's so much about to come out and is already out. So I'm just sort of playing through that before I get to it. And it gives that time to sort of come down in price, basically, to, yeah, to a price I don't yeah. mind paying. Because there's nothing worse than paying full price for a game and then not playing it very much. Especially with it, this year is so stacked. You know, yes. I've said this a few times. We are we are six months into this year, and if the games that are still to come out between now and Christmas, if they're as good as they should be, and there's at least half a dozen I can think of, 
this year will finish one of the probably the best gaming years since the year 2000. And yeah, and unless you happen to be very, very wealthy, you need to choose where your money goes. And the thing is, Diablo 4 is going nowhere. This is a 10-year game in theory. It's a, it's a, what was kind of classed as a lifer. So you can pick this up in two years' time and enjoy. You don't, you don't even have to play the campaign. But if you wanted to, I recommend it because the campaign is brilliant. You don't have you don't, you don't have to feel like you have to play it now. So yeah, I wouldn't worry, mate. I um, get to it when you can, but I would recommend it, especially in the sale. There's no harm if it does. I mean, Mike Yavara's denied it's going to come to Game Pass. Listen, it's very, it's easy for him to say that. That's not your decision in three years' time, Mike. So he's, he's not <laughs> allowed to say it either, say though. Like yeah. they can't they can't act on yes, anything they correct. want to do afterwards of until course. it's yeah. i mean even though yeah. you know they're already talking about it behind the scenes yeah, like of course if they announce it closes within a week they'll start announcing stuff and they haven't just suddenly decided on monday they're not going to be like right by friday we want all those games out on game pass guys yeah. come on and stuff it's not gonna <laughs> happen but i, I don't Indeed. think it'll be straight on game pass even if they do um close it's going to be it'll be a few months time because they want to eke that out, do you know what I mean? And get yeah, the, the they'd, be, most... they'd be mad. They'd be mad to put that on Game Pass. Same as World of Warcraft, you know? And they'd be mad too, but... There you go. Um, okay, next, a couple of bits of news from Naughty Dog. Um, so Naughty Dog's co-president, Evan Wells, has announced his retirement from the studio. From VGC comes... Um, a message that he posted on the company website, and he also sent this to all staff, and it read, Dogs... After 25 years at Naughty Dog, I wanted to share with you all that I've decided to retire at the end of this year. He goes on to say, I couldn't be more confident in Neil's ability to carry on running the studio. It's the right time for me to provide the opportunity for him and the others on the studio leadership team to steer the studio into a successful future. Well, started his career at Sega, working on the classic Toe Jam and Earl. He'd gone to join Naughty Dog in the late 90s, eventually rising to the top of the studio. Wells oversaw Naughty Dog's ascent from platform developer to Sony's crown jewel in its first party lineup. Said changes to the studio leadership were also detailed in a blog post by co-president Neil Druckmann. Druckmann and Wells will remain co-presidents until his departure at the end of the year and Druckmann retains his role as head of creative. Eric Pangilanan and Jeremy Yates join the studio's leadership team as co-heads of the various art departments, while Anthony Newman will become head of production and design. It kind of feels like an end of an era um, at Naughty Dog a little bit. Um, obviously, that's that's Wells away. Obviously, Bruce Straley left, I think that was about four or five years mm. ago. Obviously, it just kind of relieves Druckmann, you know, as, as a sort of the OGs. And I don't want to seem a bit conspiratorial here but i'm hoping that this was something he'd been planned on doing and it's not a reaction to any kind of rumors about bungee and factions and anything that's maybe causing any kind of rift i may be reading too much into it i'm not suggesting that's what it is the timing just feels a little bit off you know it's not as if evan wells is in the 70s you know it's that's all I'm saying. But mm. listen, um, he's he's been a great servant, and, and, and under his leadership, like like the the, the doc says, you know, um, Naughty Dog's risen to the, uh, the the cream of the crop. But no, it's yeah, he's been he's been he's been there a very very long time. Mm-hmm. He's seen, you know, yeah, the whole factions thing is a bit up up and up and down. But you know, it's how much direct involvement he's had with that on day to day. He's probably 
probably next to nothing, to be honest. But, you yeah. know, we've seen like the production overseeing many, many, many games from Naughty Dog that have probably made them, you know, has made them a world-class studio. You know, they're probably one of the best studios in the world. Yeah. And the, from the games they make and the stories they tell, they do such an amazing job. They can pretty much write their own ticket and do what they want. Uh, I do believe he's retiring. I have seen a few things online that have said, "Oh, he's going to go here. He's going to go there. He's going to take take head. He's going to take over ABK and be the head of that when it's owned by Microsoft." It's like, no, I think he's just had enough. No you know, because he yeah. he, he kind of was always strange when he came co-president with Neil Druckmann because he was like. Why, why? Why do that? Because Neil Drummond, he's a very busy man. He's there on the lines, obviously, with the TV show. He's actually helping, you know, produce and direct. Um, also, over the games, he's there in all the mocap studios, obviously, in the writing. So it's like, I, I think it's, I, I think it's been on in on the, you know, on the books for a while that he was going to retire and step away. And I think the whole point of Druckmann becoming co-president was to pretty much learn his duties and what he does, ready to take over, instead of just ushering someone in, um, moving someone up the ladder and literally, I'm, you know, like a deer in headlights trying to figure everything out. So I think it's been on, sure. been on, been on the... Um, the books for a while um you know fair play to him he's you know he's earned a retirement i better be walking yeah. away with a hell of a package anyway he'll have his golden God, parachute yeah. uh, even if he decides to do something you know down the line and do something different then uh, that's fair enough but yeah maybe he just wants time away and you know neil Druckmann, he's earned the place he's got he's earned the new position but he's yeah. he's you know he's going to be hands-on he's not just going to be taking a step back because he can't he's one of them people that has to be a part of it, has to have his hands on because his creative genius and the stuff that he he comes up with and with his team and how they all work together and gel together is, is, is amazing. But, you know, it's, it's also nice to give others an opportunity to get a step up the ladder because, you know... You, you get stuck in the same position for too long. It's you get fed up and you want to do something new, but having an opportunity to have more responsibilities as well as earn the bigger money and things. It's uh, yeah, no, so happy retirement and uh, you know, congratulations to everyone that's uh, ended up in their new roles. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you say obviously Druckmann's hands on Ash, do you, I mean, do you think he's still as hands on as he has been? Obviously, you know, with, with a TV show, I dare say that's taken up a lot of his time because he's involved in, you know, production in some writing and he's also directed an episode. I'm assuming that will continue into season two. You know, is he still as hands on or is he a bit more just now that he's so high up that he's got people under him to oversee what he would have been doing? And maybe the Druckmann magic won't always be there. I I think that could be the case. Like, I feel like when you end up with too much on your plate, standards may eventually drop and stuff like that i, I don't know i i would hope it doesn't but i i don't think naughty dog's been anywhere near its prime in a while horrible to ooh, say ooh, like ooh, I, what a big call I, i'm not being nasty ooh. i just feel like they've, they've they've they're their newer games to me aren't as good as some of their older stuff i'm not ooh. saying they're terrible like i'm not saying they're bad games by any means they're still fantastic games but like I much prefer some of their older stuff to like the stuff, their most recent sort of releases. 
that's just me not getting testy or anything. No, so that's, no, no that's, that's fair enough. Well, on that note, so whilst on the subject of Naughty Dog, A Last of Us Part 2 remake or remaster may have been leaked by an unlikely source. Again from VGC, The Last of Us Part 2 composer Gustavo Santalala has seemingly let slip that an enhanced version of the game is in in development at Naughty Dog. Santalala has also composed the original game and the franchise's TV adaptation for HBO, but he mentioned a new version of Part 2 is in the works during an interview with Blender. During the conversation, one of the interviewers expressed his delight at playing the game and finding out that Santalala has a cameo in it, in which the Argentinian musician can be found playing a song with a banjo. According to Spanish-language website Vandal, Santalala then revealed that a, quote, new version of the game is in the works, in which players will be able to, quote, make him play certain tracks, before adding that he wasn't allowed to reveal any more information. Um, Twitter tonight, after seeing this, has not been a pleasant place. I've seen very little positivity to what isn't even a story, but it's odd if it's not vaguely true, given why would he say that? You know, he's he's, yeah. he's at the forefront of, he's, he's literally the composer. Why would he say that? Is it a bit lost in translation? He actually means a third game, or he means factions, or is this literally Last of Us Part 2 remaster remake? I'm hoping if it is the latter, it's literally just a director's cut upgrade, which is fine. If that's all it is, you know, draw distances, textures, haptics, 3D audio... Yeah, of course, listen, it's Sony. They'll sell a full price version at 70 quid. They'll do an upgrade for 20, 30 quid. If it's that, I've not a problem with. You know, director's cuts in the PS5 versions with, you know, Ghost of Tsushima, with uh, Death Stranding were phenomenal. I'm I'm happy with that. If this is genuinely some sort of three-year remaster of a game that looks phenomenal, even on the base PS4, what the fuck? And that has been the consensus. This, this, that's a negative for me, and I agree with that. But I'm hoping that it's not as bad as what it makes out. Oof. What do you think, uh, BMG? Well, come on, right? Jim is a futurist. He looks into the future and he knows what's going to sell consoles. Everyone, when they first announced they were doing Last of Last of Us Part One remake, everyone was like, "Oh, what's the point? We don't need this. You remastered it." Blah, blah, blah. No one saw the bigger picture. There was a TV show coming out. They were getting this out in time for that coming out, and look what happened. How many more millions of consoles and the software did they sell? It went. It sold absolutely crazy. This is just going to yep. be the same. It's going to be Last of Us Part 2. It's going to be a remake. We need it. We deserve it. I don't care if it was a year later. We need remake of Last of Us Part 2 ready for when Season 2 drops, which is probably what's going to happen because why Why would you release it beforehand, have it ready for when that when Season 2 drops? And what happens? You sell millions and millions of more PS5s, but what will be around about that time? Because I know there's the writers and actors strike which is on right now so everybody has stopped working acting writing so there's going to be obviously there's going to be a lot of delays uh going into next year you get this game made probably we're probably by then going to know what this re you know PS5 Slim or whatever it's going to be is probably going to be coming out pretty much the same time as season 2 why not have Last of Us Part 2 remake coming out 
bundled in with the console makes perfect sense. This is it's, it's business, it's money. It'll sell millions more consoles and millions more copies of the game. I'm all for it. Bring us more. Where's my Where's my Uncharted remakes? <laughs> As a business standpoint, you're spot on. Yeah, from a business point of view and in a monetary point of view, just like part one. Um, Ash, I'm in a slight disagreement with BMG on his use of the word. We need this. I firmly don't believe that we need this. It, like I said, it would be welcome as a director's cut, absolutely, but I think we don't need this. What should I, what's your thoughts? It's exactly the same. It doesn't need it. It does not need it. If it's if we're getting it, it's because they just want to make some money out of us. Absolutely. Um, the only thing, like I say, a director's cut would be fine as long as it's an upgradable director's cut, not a another version of the game you have to pay full price for if you already own it. And also... If they are remastering it, and I really hope are remaking it, why? It looks great as it is. And like I say, there are lots of Naughty Dog games that could use that remaster and love and attention and much more. Like from a generation or two generations ago, mm-hmm. we don't need The Last of Us 2 again. We need either The Last of Us 3 or we need something different. I'd rather they were spending that time making a new Uncharted game, but... It's to me, I think it's just all about that money. And they probably sold 10 ton of Last of Us games. And what it probably is, it's probably a PC port, if anything, um, because it wouldn't surprise me if Last of Us 2 comes to PC. Last of Us 1 did. Maybe, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. it's not even a new version of the game. Maybe they're just tweaking some bits, like you say, making it a director's court. And then they can slap it out on PC as well and get all that yep. sweet, sweet uh, PC player money. But that would yeah. be fine. But if it's like another version of Last of Us, like a remake or a proper remaster, we don't need it. It doesn't need it. It's fine as it is. Stop taking money oh. off people. <laughs> that will never happen. It's no, a business. but let's let's <laughs> I, let's yeah. let's like remaster some of the older Naughty Dog games and bring give them that coat of polish and bring them up to sort of more modern standards. Yep. So. A, a- a PS5 native remake of Uncharted 1 and 2 would be very well. Uncharted 1 hmm. really needs a remake. I like the story yeah. and stuff, but it's very repetitive and yeah. um, it's it's of its time, isn't it? it it's very... Yes. I, I played the uh, like the trilogy box set. I got it off of the PS... Yes. Was it the PS4 or the PS3? They brought it back out. But yeah. it was it was just a basic port. There was nothing really new added to it, bar achieve uh, like trophies. Just the trophies, yeah. And, did, uh, it's I, not did anyone ball. did anyone play? Was it Uncharted Two that you could play on? Remember when 3D TVs was the all the range? Did anyone no, we, play? We weren't, we weren't rich like you, BMG. You couldn't oh, afford those 3D <laughs> I TVs. Had, yeah, I, had, 3D. I had a 3D TV, and I'd play. I'm sh- pretty sure it was Uncharted Two. It was two or three. And you could play in 3D. Oh, it was amazing. I loved it. I miss <laughs> 3D TVs. They well, why why aren't they a thing now? We've got all these 4K OLEDs and you know Ultra HD. We need them in 3D again. We need no. it. No, no, <laughs> no. Oh, I see bullets fly <laughs> past my head, and I can like pretend to dodge them like Neo. <laughs> Oh man, you're one of the, you, he's one of these ones that they they just they see coming in the shop and they're like, "We got him!" Yeah, we've got him. Here comes the big fish, baby. Yeah, <laughs> straight to straight to the Sony section, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah when, the Sony dare buy an yeah, when dare buy an LG, you know. I'm gonna go into games <laughs> see if I can pre-order Last of Us Part Two remake early. <laughs> so, fans of FIFA, sorry, 
EA Sports FC, will soon be able to get their hands on the upcoming 24th iteration of the Monster Football title. Releasing on September the 29th, fans of the series were treated to some gameplay and details of the upcoming EA Sports FC 24, including some questionable pyjamas from Erling Haaland. Newly announced competitions set to feature in the game include the UEFA Champions League, UEFA Women's Champions League, Europa League, Europa Conference League and the Super Cup. Two additional women's football leagues, the Google Pixel Frauen Bundesliga and League F, will feature in the game, joining the Barclays Women's Super League, the D1 Archimena and the National Women's Soccer League. EA has also confirmed that women will feature in the FIFA Ultimate Team for the first time in franchise history, and Pro Clubs mode will feature cross-play for the first time in franchise history too. Released back in 1993, as it was then, FIFA International Soccer came to the Sega Mega Drive and was released every year under the FIFA banner, selling an estimated 350 million units. This is the first time the Monster Football hit will be under the EA Sports FC name, giving up that rights to the FIFA name last year. Another year, another FIFA, another 25 million copies sold. I'm sure fans were were delighted at this. Um, Obviously, a lot of people have been asking, listen, well, you know, will people get the name and stuff, or will it make a difference? Not going to make If any, One thing football fans hate is fucking FIFA. If anything, people will actually respond to this in a, in a positive way. No <laughs> one cares the game was called FIFA. The game mattered, not the name. So, um, I don't know, Ash, um, BMG, did any of you see the kind of gameplay of that? Are you bored about FIFA? Do you just play it at all? I dip in a little bit now and again. I like to play the be a pro mode. I create myself. I pretend that I'm 18 and I'm playing for Celtic like <laughs> I always dreamed of doing, you know, and I, and I play a couple of hours and have a bit of fun. I never buy it full price or buy it retail. I tend to wait till it's maybe in the PS Plus selection or whatever, you know. Um, but that's really my extent to FIFA. Yeah, same for me, really. Um, I think I feel like it's it. It looked okay. It looks like FIFA. It sounds like FIFA. It's just not called FIFA. Uh, I'm not the biggest FIFA fan. I, I prefer more arcadey football games. Like, do you remember Red Card? What a game mm-hmm. where you yes. just and kick people, wiping everyone yeah, out. It yeah. was great. Silly stuff like that. I used to love the. Um, was it FIFA Sport? Now, now they're not it's called street. FIFA Street. FIFA Street. Dude. Now it's not um, FIFA. Can we have like a street football game again? That was cool. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, a lot re- of people like that. To be fair, yeah, yeah. And I'm sure I read somewhere though this might be an eighty quid game. Is that correct? Did I see that right online? No, I think is it was that not euros or dollars? I, oh, I think it's still right, seventy. Then. That's British all right. Pounds, yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. If if anyone's going to break the eighty pound, it would be EA. You know. Oh yeah, um, they know it. They've got you it there. And it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially with the with with the loyalty, <laughs> it would probably be a it would probably be a silly time to do this one just because of that name change. Although, like I said, people will resonate. It just so doesn't catch anyone out. It'd probably be as well waiting a year before they do that, but it will come. They haven't even got any competition though, because Pez literally shot itself in the foot as well. Like they had, they had a chance. They were like, "Right, yep. FIFA's getting rid of the license. Let's do the best Pro Evo game we've ever done." And instead, they went, "Now we're not going to call it Pro Evo and keep that brand going. We're going to sort of name it somewhere else, make it live service, and crap the bed." 
and I, I, they had they literally had an open goal and they booted it into the stadium. Do you know what I mean? I don't know what they've done there. So that was, that was two good puns you used. Did I like that? By the way, yes, you're welcome. Impressed. You're welcome. That was good, mate. Good. <laughs> but, like I say, this FIFA could be exactly the same game as last year. Just they've literally really badly like PNG uh, erased the word FIFA and just stuck another name on it. And it's going to sell millions on millions on millions. So I hope they've innovated a bit and maybe tweaked it and changed it up a bit. We'll see. Time will tell, though. Hmm, indeed. Moving on. The first gameplay details of Helldivers 2 were shown off on the PS blog this week. Helldivers 2 is a sequel to 2015 isometric twin sticks shooter. The original game was a critical and commercial success and has been praised for its cooperative gameplay, challenging missions and sense of humour. The new gameplay trailer for Helldivers 2 showed off some of the new features that will be in the game, including the new third person over the shoulder view, a new class system, a new stratagem system and four player co-op. The class system in Helldivers 2 will allow players to choose from a variety of different classes, each with their own unique abilities. This will allow players to customise their playstyle and find a class that suits their individual preferences. The stratagem system in Helldivers 2 returns and will allow players to call in airstrikes, deploy turrets and use other special abilities. This will give players more options in battle and allow them to approach missions in a variety of different ways. The four-player co-op in Helldivers 2 will allow players to team up with their friends and take on the alien menace together. This will be a great way to experience the game's challenging missions and cooperative gameplay, and also, most importantly, friendly fire. Gents, I never played Helldivers. <gasps> what li- I know, I know, but hear me out. What, what little I do know about it, and the people I know that have played it, fucking loved it like i've i haven't seen anybody that's put time in that game criticize it or not sorry not criticize it say they didn't like it it's got this real cult following that i'm like i'm really interested in this i think it looks great considering it's you know it's not it's not triple a it's not low budget but it looks great it, it you know like it looks really fun i think that the gunplay looked good that the stratagems the different um the, you know the different sort of options you can bring down i thought looked fantastic i think the friendly fire thing it's going to be awesome. Like, I'm a bastard, right? I I, I will annoy people because I launch grenades like fuck. So I'm going to piss off my teammates, I tell you that much. But I think this looks this looks really good. My worry is, and Ash, I don't know about you, I feel as though, I don't mean this to be critical, it looks like a game that should be included in PS Plus because it looks as though it's going down. This is probably one of the first Sony live service games we're going to start seeing. And it, for me, it should be a good way to introduce it. Stick it on PS Plus. That's a big win for the service and get people on it. Would you think? Do you think that's a good idea, or do you think it's going to be a, a retail price game? I think it should be on PS Plus. I think it'd be a massive win. But I don't have hope that they'll do that. I, I think they'll be like, "Why are we going to pay for that when we don't need to?" I feel like if it was going to be on, they would have announced it by now, like they did with. Um, some of those other Kena indie games, and, yeah. And, um, oh, what was it? What was it? Chia? Chia, wasn't it? Chia, yeah, Chia, Chia. Chia, that's yeah. it. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I think it should. Unless I think it they're would be building really the good. hype, they yeah, might be just maybe, building the hype, maybe. Yeah. And maybe they'll drop it last minute to hopefully get as many pre-orders in as possible and stuff like that. That would be pretty <laughs> cool. I, I just have a weird feeling that they're not gonna bother and they're just gonna release it, but. 
I, I feel like, right, I love PS Plus. I think it's pretty good, the amount of content that's available on it and stuff like that, and the games that are currently available. But, like, I saw the addition the other day. They added loads of games, bar Twisted Metal being added. It was all games that were added to Game Pass a year and a half, two years ago. And while that's not a bad thing, because they're still great games, and if you've never played them, it's great, it won't lure people who are on Game Pass already over, whereas something like this would go make you go, mm, actually, I kind of need to be subscribed to both. Because other than an odd couple of games and the retro playstation stuff which is lacking at the moment on ps plus there's nothing to differentiate them like xbox has got the day one first party it's got so many first like day one releases for even if it's indie games or not indie games and stuff like that whereas ps plus is getting those games but it's getting them a year or so later when they leave game Mm -hmm. pass and they've run the course so they need to have a little more of a selling point for me for ps plus like the service is good but it needs something to like promote and it doesn't have yeah. that. And that would be a really good addition without having to get the first party PlayStation games on. Which is never going to happen. No, I, I don't yeah. think it will. Not for, I, I, unless Game Pass suddenly gets massive with ABK and stuff and they shoot up and they go, oh crap, we need to really react to this. I think you'll still, and I, even then, I bet it's like three months down the line or six months. It's like, it just creeps up how close to release, but it'll never be day one for a long time. I just think PS Plus needs that little thing to tip the scales in its favour, because it's it's a great service at a great price as such, but having the odd cool, like, third-party game day one would be great, and this is one of those games that seems to have a lot of buzz around it, and could generate a lot of interest, do you know what I mean? Same with, yep. like, Baldur's Gate would be a great one as well, in that sense. Yep. And BMG? Well, it's... Um- shocked that you haven't played the first one the first Sorry. one is amazing and Sorry. it actually dropped when it released it did drop on playstation plus before they, they split it all up so it was a playstation plus game uh, but even really? the, the following now is absolutely still it's ongoing it's constantly the idea is um you've got different sectors on the map it's like this big huge map um, different environments and this is alien invasion and the idea is you've got to keep Everyone's like connected around the world. You have your team of four and you're doing missions top down. Like say you can you walk in front of someone, they're just gonna mow you down, or when you drop in, if you're walking along and someone drops in because it's drop in, drop out, they could land on your head and kill you. It's it's that it's that fun and it's literally just mowing down aliens, doing bits of missions to push the enemy back. So you've got like say seven, eight stages, uh, but everyone's working together doing missions all over the world to push them back. And at the end of the month, they give you sort of the results if you won or the aliens took over and killed you. But oh, it's an amazing game, very addictive, and it's um. It's still, you know, you can still play it on the PlayStation Five. I think it's currently fourteen ninety nine, uh, which is a bargain for it, and I highly recommend playing it because it's very addictive. The second one, oh, I was, I was drooling, absolutely drooling. It was it looked amazing. I got pure Starship Trooper vibes. Yes. <laughs> that is the full vibes and I cannot wait for this game um, the way it looks the way it plays it's literally the top down version but from over the shoulder and I, I can't I can't wait but um, 
it will come to the service because it's not a first party game. It is a, a second party because they make second games. Party, yeah, yeah, they make games for for PlayStation. Um, but I've, I've just got a feeling, even when this comes out, the first one's still going to be, you know, high, still well played. Uh, Price wise, you probably. I think when Helldivers One dropped. Obviously, it was on PS Plus, and after that, I think it was twenty four ninety nine. So I'd imagine this was probably going to be a thirty four ninety nine game. Yeah, I think if it is going to retail, it'll be sort of forty and under. But I just, I think it's it's such a good way to start this kind of live service future. This game because it's not first party, because it's not AAA. Just stick it on the service and just get people playing it. And I know they won't. I know, but it just seems like a mistake because. Depending on when this actually launches, looking at the games coming out between even now and the next nine months, you need to be pretty loyal to Helldivers to decide to buy this and get into it. And I just think if it's on the PS Plus, you've got that opportunity. You could, I think you underestimate how many people still play Helldivers today. This this game, I'd, I'd wish it, I hope it comes to PS Plus day one, whether it be the essential tier or maybe it's one of their games where they could start saying for premium obviously i know you get all the older games and cloud streaming but maybe they could start introducing certain games not i won't say first party but like second party games if you've got playstation plus premium you get access to it without paying if you don't want to just put it on the basic one have premium pay that extra then you get you get that game while you're subscribed to premium but the the following for this game it's it's not going to struggle it's not going to be an issue i'm i'm day one i'm absolutely day one i still play hell divers today now i've not not played recently but i I, I, every now and again i'll jump in because my friend do you know he plays as well and it just it's just so much fun you drop a mech in and just going around in your mech and you and you you might have like 30 or 40 like these aliens running at you so you just start mowing them down and then you're still shooting (laughs) and you turn around and your mates there shooting others behind you but you just spin around and end up splattering him all over all over the floor you're like oops you know it's it's, it's that good <laughs> it's that good you've got to work together plan drop turrets have your little drones flying around and things like that but yeah it's, it's just that look it's just I, I love starship troopers the the part the first one's amazing brilliant fun the rest of them are a lot of dog turd but <laughs> that's the vibe I get, and I honestly I can't wait for this game. I really, really want this game. I, I would Good. sell one of my children for this game. Fab, fabulous. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> well, you're clearly not bored of Hell Divers. Well, hopefully, people out there aren't bored of the Horizon World because you're a way to get a lot more of it. Reporting from Games Radar, Guerrilla Games says the Horizon series is going to be continuing for a very long time. When Horizon Forbidden West Burning Shores DLC was released in April, fans suspected it wasn't the end of Aloy's story. In May, studio director Jan Bart Van Beek confirmed that Aloy's adventures will continue. The Horizon universe will expand further than just one more game, though, Van Beek hopes, as he reveals during Develop Brighton that 16 active plans were, quote, clicking on, spanning different forms of media, not just games. We're going to be continuing Horizon for a very long time, said Van Beek. We have a lot of ambitious plans. That timeline we started in 2016 is still clicking on and we have a lot of plans. 
As people probably already know, we're going to be working on a multiplayer game. Van Beek says, perhaps making reference to the Horizon MMO first rumoured in 2021. Rumours resurfaced later that year that a new report suggesting Sony had partnered with South Korean developer NCSoft to create it. Van Beek describes development on the upcoming multiplayer cooperative game as a massive shift for the studio, almost on the same level as doing the first Horizon. He elaborates that building this all out to be a multiplayer experience is a whole new challenge for the studio, adding that the team is excited about the project. Now, I love Horizon. I love the Horizon world. Zero Dawn is a tremendous game. Forbidden West is an unbelievable game. And Burning Shores was a fantastic DLC. And I want more Aloy. I want more Horizon World. I don't want 16 different types of media of Horizon. Now, don't get me wrong. It says 16. That will obviously get called down. But even then, this just seems like a lot. And I understand there's a potential anime, there's a potential TV show. There might be, there might, you know, there'll be a potentially a mobile game. Obviously, it's MMO, but it's a lot of Horizon. And this is where we're kind of getting into the sort of oversaturation thing going on with Sony a little bit. And listen, they're not alone. You know, you, know, you look at CD Projekt Red, they're kind of doing that with Witcher as well. You know, BMG, can I come to you again? You know, what's your thoughts on this? Is this news that you go, fucking great, give me more? Or are you kind of like me and going, oh, really? How many? Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, Horizon games. I, I enjoyed the games. Um, I think they kind of dragged dragged the story out a bit too much. Uh, the worlds are beautiful. Um, a lot of the side stuff I found more interesting than the main story. Yeah, we need a third game. I, the, the way the second game ended, the main game, not Burning Shores, the second game, the way it ended was like, really? Oh, I'll, and it wasn't much of a cliffhanger or anything like this. It's like, really? I, just, I didn't like the direction it was going in, and we pretty much know the third game is pretty much her throwing a, a wooden spears while these superhumans with you know all this advanced technology and she's going to kick all their asses and you know be pouty about it but yeah we need a third game to finish off the story which i will get i can't say i wouldn't get it but i don't need another game i like the idea of a an MMO horizon where you're in that world but your own characters and there's like stories to tell you know have it open like ESO Elder Scrolls Online is that sort of thing where you you build your character. There is a main story, but there's so much side stuff and things you can do. Uh, yeah, I'd like that. I like the idea of that. Um, whether it'd be successful or not, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I won't mind a TV show. I don't need a comic. I don't need an anime. I don't need a movie. I won't pay to go and see the movie. Uh, but game-wise... Do the third game, yeah. Have your team working on MMO, and then do something different. You know, you should. You they showed Guerrilla Games showed that they could switch from doing first-person shooters because with the Killzone franchise, and they took a bold step, took a risk, and it paid off very well. Take everything you've learned, and then do something new. Finish off the the Horizon story in the third game, and then do something new, do something brand new. I, I don't need loads more Horizon because by the time I finished the second one, yeah, I thought it was cool. I could fly around on a robot 
pterodactyl really enjoyed that but then it was like and it looking at the, the all the beautiful views and it's like right i'm bored now i want to play something different so because what, what they're going to do in the third one is pretty much going to be set in probably in the same place i would yeah, say i'm interested myself where the third one goes to be honest with you i mean it's like ash oh sorry yeah yeah, I was going to say, because like, you look at the the second one, and spoilers for, for anyone, I do apologise, but like the main stuff that's connected to the more advanced humans, if you will, is all there where she's at. So you pretty much can have to set the game there. And I don't know how much more or changes they could make the game to make it feel fresh. Because apart from a few things, you know, if you had both games areas just shown and asked which is which people would struggle to know which one was from which game i, I personally i would say but yeah third game be done with it take everything you've learned and do something new a new ip create something new yeah um ash are you a horizon fan and do you want 16 iterations of the world I, I am a fan. I really like the first game. It was one of my favourite um, PS4 games I played. I haven't played the new one. I, I feel bad. I've played the VR and I've played the original, but I haven't played the new one just yet. I've got it. I own it. It's installed. I just haven't got around to it. it. It's one of those games I need to give a lot of time to and I haven't got the time spare just yet, but I will be on it soon. But saying that, I don't think it needs that much. Now, I, I'm all right for an anime if it's done like the cyberpunk one was. It was that. It was like of that caliber. But if it's going to be crap tie-in, I'm not bothered. Same with a TV show. I don't think a TV show would do it justice at all. But I don't Agreed. think we need that much. Maybe a third game. I don't even think we need an MMO. I, I don't think the world... Like when you're playing Horizon, it doesn't seem like there's a ton of people around all the time, like it always is in an MMO. Like, so for me, it feels like it wouldn't feel like the same world. But if they can make it work, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I would maybe say like a, a multiplayer game and a third game, and that would be it. But mm -hmm. I just don't want to see it beaten like a dead horse and. I'll be sad if it does, but you, you you know that's the way everything's going now. They get a successful property, and it just keeps coming back and coming back and coming back. Yeah, because it's easy sales, isn't it? Yeah, it's easy even if it, gets, it makes slightly less, it doesn't matter because they're still making money. It's all part yeah. of that train. But I, I feel like there could be expanded stories. Um, that's even not from Alloy's point of view. Like an anime would work really well, like the the animatrix and that star wars is it legends where it's all different points of view and different stories mm -hmm. but it's set in the same world i feel like that could yeah, work yeah. really well but i'm not bothered about a tv show maybe a movie would work i don't know i just don't think it would i just i don't think it would do justice to such a beautiful world yeah but, i agree and the thing is a, a tv show would need a frightening budget yeah exactly without it being, without it being anime and I just I don't see that working. So it's going to be interesting. MMO, I, I don't know. I'm I'm skeptical about that. I, listen, I'm skeptical, but I will be open minded. Yeah. Because I trust Gorilla. Um. So I, I mean, yeah, I'm skeptical, but I'll be open minded, and we'll see. But I am nervous about the the oversaturation. Don't get me wrong. I don't believe that there genuinely is 16 projects that 
that will certainly don't come to fruition. Certainly 16 things that any of us will be interested in at all, that will be diluted right down for obvious reasons. But yeah, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll see what comes of this in time. Yeah, hmm. yeah. Um, Next up, PlayStation 5's Access Controller will be released globally on December the 6th, 2023. Pre-orders will open on July 21st with the accessibility controller priced at £80 in the UK and £90 in the US. Customers in the US, UK, France, Germany, Belgium, Luxembourg, Netherlands, Italy, Spain, Austria and Portugal will be able to pre-order the Access Controller from Sony through its PlayStation Direct store, as well as some retail partners. Initially announced in January under the codename Project Leonardo, the new peripheral is intended to help players with disabilities to play games more easily and comfortably. The controller can be used on a flat surface, orientated 360 degrees, or secured to an AMPS mount or tripod. Up to two access controllers and one DualSense controller can be paired together to act like a single virtual controller, allowing players to mix devices for their comfort or play single-player games with other people operating certain functions. It will also include a toggle mode, which will let players permanently keep a button pressed down by pressing it, similar to using caps lock. This will be useful for players who find it physically challenging to hold a button down for a long time, such as accelerating in racing games. For me, guys, seeing this news, um, I, I have a family member with cerebral palsy. He hasn't, he hasn't got a PlayStation 5. He actually uses um, a Kinect. That's what he uses, um, which works wonders for him. But seeing I mean, seeing this project, I thought, it's, it's you know, from a selfish point of view, I, I found it amazing. And seeing what this controller can do, fucking superb. And I can see exactly how, even looking at that very, very basically, I could see how my family member could use that for sure. And I'm so chuffed with the price, 80 quid. You guys might not know this, but a lot of disabled products, they're so expensive. Mm-hmm. Even basic, you would be shocked if you knew how much it costs for, especially for disabled children to use things. It's frightening. And I get that there's R&D costs, but there's also, there's also you know profiteering as well. Seeing that price, fair play to Sony. I know it's very unlike Sony, but they've done such a good thing there. And, I, and I'm, yeah, I'm really chuffed about this. And hopefully, a lot of, uh, a lot of especially children's, but not just that, but all ages get to use this. And it, it's, uh, and it's a big thing. No, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's. A, don't get me wrong. It's, it's amazing. It's great that they're doing this. Should they have done it sooner? Yeah. You know, Xbox have been doing it for a long time, and you know, theirs can be used cross multiple generation. This is obviously just for the PlayStation Five. You can't play it, use it for the PS4, um, which you know, which is a shame. But it's it's also brilliant. The price point's amazing. Um, you definitely, if we, if you ever get a chance, speak to UK Dazarus. Um, he suffered from a stroke, so he doesn't have much control, I think it is his left arm. And he's, he plays racing games and something like this. He's, you know, I know he's well and truly excited for, but yeah, the more ways they can get more people to play, you know, is is, is amazing. And like I say, the price point of it, looking at it, look, looks very premium. You know, it looks yep. expensive. So I'm wondering if it's something they're going to take a loss on. But for, or, for goodwill, basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty much. Because, obviously, as we all know, PlayStation do nothing cheap. Everything's at a premium. Everything's expensive. But this price point is just it's, just... it's just a steal, if you will. It, it's it's amazing. It's going to open gaming up to a lot more people that are 
PlayStation fans, not Xbox fans, um, which uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to see the things that people are going to do with it, how they're going to, you know, have it all set up to be able to use. It's uh, an amazing piece of kit by the looks of it. And I know they got uh, they consulted a number of different people with different disabilities um, that are gamers to help put this together. One of them that I know has spoken publicly about is Steve Saylor from Able Gamers. Oh yeah, he's, uh, yeah. He's he's actually had an input on this control himself, which as well. So, which is really really good. So it's not like it's oh, some yeah. of, they've they've just assumed what people want. They've actually gone out, done the research, brought people in with many different disabilities that are gamers to help put this thing together. And this is what they've come up with, which is amazing. And when you mentioned Connect, Connect has actually made a comeback. <laughs> you can now buy it. It's just the Connect, the actual camera, for $279.99 if you have Sky Glass and you can use it as part of your Sky Glass TV. And you've bought three, <laughs> haven't you? Wow. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't wow. believe it when I, I saw the advertisement. I'm like, I'm looking at it and thinking, that's Xbox One Connect. And, I'm, and I have a zoomed in. I was like, it is. It's, they've just took the Xbox sign off it, but it's just the Connect. Get it wow. now. Two hundred seventy nine ninety nine. Yeah, no, thank you. Don't Jesus. lie. You were all over that. You were all over that, don't you, lie, BMG? <laughs> you've got you've got it set up already. You were like, this is going to be like Uno on 360 all over again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we've got a couple of listener questions in, and, and I, was, I wasn't I was really interested in the first one, but I thought, do you know what, I'm going to include it. We've got Jamie in who I don't think it's Jamie from our Discord, but I like this question because he started it, hi, Donny. I like that. He's nice, well-mannered. He spelled Donny wrong. I've, I corrected it on the doc. So, Jamie, you know, take note of that. <laughs> but he's put, what do you think of the rumoured details about Rise of Ronin, and are you excited for it? Um, I wasn't to be honest with you, because I'm going to level with you guys. I'm I'm kind of bored of the whole, oh, it's Souls-like. Everything's Souls-like. I'm just like, ugh, another Souls-like. But the snitch, who obviously who's, who's got a pretty good batting average for leaks over the last sort of year or so, he released some information on this Discord that said that Rise of the Ronin is going to be basically a mix of Assassin's Creed, Ghost of the Shima and Dark Souls. And there's going to be sort of things like crafting. There's going to be lots of side quests that are similar to Ubisoft. Most importantly, for me, who's not a big Souls fan, difficulty options, things like skill and technique tree and technique trees. Uh, performance and quality modes, planned romance mo- options. So it actually sounds a lot better than what my initial impression was. Um, Rumoured to come out at sort of quarter four, 2024. Chances are that'll get delayed in the summertime. Ash, was this a game that you were interested in before or even now? I'm not a big Souls fan. I'm not going to lie. I suck at them. I've tried Same. to get into them. And I just suck so bad at them. And so I've come to terms with that and I tend to not go for them. Um, so unfortunately, it's not something that's massively on my interest list at this moment. I, I, every now and again, I'll pick them up when they're on sale or something just to give them a go. And even then, I, I don't know why I do because I don't play them for long. There's very few sort of Souls-like games I, I really enjoy, unfortunately. yeah, I get why people play them, but for me... 
I want to go in and I want to batter things and I want to hit things and I want to like feel like I'm a machine. And in a Souls game, you spend more time like blocking and parrying and yep. learning the patterns and stuff. And that's great, but for me, it's just not my cup of tea. I don't get that much enjoyment out of it. So I tend to just avoid them, unfortunately. <laughs> so yeah. no, yeah. It, it still looks great. Like it, it, I can appreciate a game for what it is, but. It's not one I'm going to, like, I'm not getting excited for, unfortunately. Yeah. And BMG, with the fact that it's got, like, difficulty options and it's a bit more maybe Assassin's Creed, does that interest you at all? Oh, yeah. Anything that's more like Assassin's Creed, I'm all over, like Julia Roberts in a phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh. If, it's, it, did we get the gameplay... We got some gameplay trailer. Very didn't we? little. It was questionable uh, gameplay. We, we got a, we got a preview trailer. Oh, but anything. that sword fighting, the way the yeah. way it was moving, and if it plays anything like that, I'm definitely it's, it's def, I'm definitely something I'm going to play because that if that was actual gameplay, was um, that the one where I there was like the horse chase or the carriage yeah, chase? That that's game, the one. I must admit though that like when I say I'm not interested, in, like. That game looked beautiful, like such. Mm. Uh, it, like I was like hyped for that game all the way through, and then everyone was like, "Oh, it's Souls like." And I'm like, "Oh shit!" Ah, I know. Well, it's obviously as soon as you saw it was Team Ninja, it obviously made Neo. Yeah, things. I kind of knew. I was mm. like, oh, and I'm like, oh. I I immediately switched off. I'm a bit more interested now, given the fact that, like I said, it's got that blend and it's got difficulty. I'm like, mm, you know, I, I, I'm I've now my interest is now peaked. I'm not saying I'm going to get it, but I, do, I am now going from <laughs> not getting it to I want to see a bit more. Um, certainly as we get near the time. I, I, I'd be surprised if it's quarter one, but we shall see. Yeah, but if it's like Jedi Fallen Order and Jedi Survivor, their Souls-like games, if it's that level of Souls-like games, I'm happy with that because yes, that, agreed. that wasn't very hard. It had the same sort of mechanics. You you know, you you meditate, you all the enemies respawn and things like that. Um, or you can just keep going and going if you, you don't want to revive them. And there was difficult level changes. So if you if it's got that level of souls like uh, to to the same as Star Wars, then yeah, that's definitely more accessible for me because I don't like Souls like games. I had Elden Ring, and I got a refund on it because I couldn't get past some fancy guy on a horse. So I got a refund on <laughs> You're it. supposed to avoid the horse. Yeah, but I didn't know that. Nobody <laughs> told me that. I, I'm trying to... I'm this fancy wizard. guy on a horse. That's oh, he was. Trot, trotting around like he owns the place, and he, well, he did own the place. Well, he does. That's the and, point, yeah. You're supposed and, to avoid and, him, yeah. I'm stood there with my stick, and I'm just like waving it in front of me, and he just comes up to me, boom. Kills me. One so, shot. One shot, yeah. baby. So I go and stand up on a hill thinking, I can't get up here with your horse, can you? And all of a sudden he's like, boom, up there, boom, one shot, dead. And I went, you know what? I went straight on to, because I, I picked it up for Xbox, I went straight on to Microsoft and I said, uh, my son bought this by mistake and he shouldn't have. And I got a full refund. <laughs> so wow. Like, Yay. But yeah, no, that sort of difficulty, it's, it's not for me because I don't like it. It's like roguelikes. I don't like roguelikes. I don't like the whole having to keep going through a run again and again and again. Um, and it's, it's just, it's, it's like if you're into, you know, BDSM, you know, that sort of thing, getting punished repeatedly and enjoying it. That's that's what Souls that they're the sort of people that like Souls games. Mm-hmm. But me, no. But if it's but it looks amazing, if what we saw is actual gameplay, again, 
it's very iffy if it was or wasn't. We won't know until we actually get the game. We'll get a proper reveal. But the way the sword play worked and the way it moved, it was it looked amazing, and it really, really did look good. And the fact it's going to have more of that open world side quests, Assassin's Creed like, I'm more for it. I'll, I'll, it's something I definitely want to play. Uh, it's good. just. Depends how soulsy it is. That's yes. the that's the bit that I'm dubious about. But until we get revealed more and shown more, we can actually see more of what the game actually is. It's it's just a wait and see. But it was a good reveal, very good reveal, and uh, it looked amazing. Yeah, um, we got a last minute question in, and I've actually seen this on Twitter, kind of all day today, and. The, the person he didn't leave, or she, he or she, didn't leave a name. The question just says, what do we think about Sony and Insomniac lying about Ratchet and Clank needing an SSD and all the power of the PS5 to make it work? And if anyone doesn't know, obviously Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is coming to PC July 26th, and the PC specifications have been released, and there's five modes. And the bottom base minimum mode it's only SSD recommended so it can work off the hard drive. And everyone is taking that. Never mind the fact that the other four modes require an SSD. The one base mode does not require SSD. Everyone is jumping on this like it was some sort of bullshit, like the Fed does lies. I personally, I think people are being pretty fucking harsh here, given the fact that it's one, it's one spec, it's a minimum, and it's the minimum spec performance at that is 720.30. Even the PS4 Ran better than seven twenty thirty. Like we're not we're not comparing apples with apples here. When we look at that minimum spec, I think people are jumping on this a little bit too much. Clearly, the SSD required when eighty percent of those choices are SSD required. Don't know, like you know, Ash BMG. Anyone has any kind of input on that? People being harsh on this and just is this just console warring for console warring? It. <sighs> I think they're over-exaggerating it. I do think it was bullshit, and like, I do think it would run without an SSD by far. Like, I don't think what was happening in the game was any better than other games. Like, um, Psychonauts had a thing where you could go in and out of like a, a like one place, and you came out of it, and you were in like it was like in the, coming out of a fridge or something like that. Same sort of thing. Other games have done it. I don't think it required an SSD. I just think it smoothed the process out and made it run fantastic. Um, that being said, they're not gonna. It's PlayStation. They're not gonna sort of go. Well, we've got you this fancy SSD. It's so super fast, but you don't really need it. Ha <laughs> ha We're just selling it because we can. The, every company says that it needs SSD. Godfall said it needed an SSD. It could only be run on PlayStation. It's got an SSD. It's the only thing that would bring it to life. You can get Godfall on pretty much everything now. It came out like six months later. But yeah, it was fucking terrible, wasn't it? Yeah. I do think it's going to run like shit on PC, though. I, um, looking at how Last of Us ran, I feel like without an SSD, it will not run optimized, and it won't look great. Like, yeah, you're saying 720p and stuff. I, I still don't think it desperately needs that SSD, but it's just marketing spiel. They're, they're not going to come out with these new consoles and say, yeah, but you don't really need them. The, the, the whole point is all the advertising, all the buzz is you need this piece of plastic. Yeah. This piece of plastic is so great, 
because it solves world hunger and also plays great <laughs> games and gives you a happy ending. But they're not going to come out and go, eh, well, you don't need to buy it. I mean, Xbox are doing that at the moment. They've decided to use that. You don't need an Xbox. Is it working? I don't think it is. That marketing thing hurts Xbox, in my opinion. You mm-hmm. need to say your machine is the best of the best. We all know yep. gaming PCs are better than consoles. Always will be ahead because by the time you get a console uh, designed and then you've got the parts made and you've processed it there's something new out in the world of pcs that's better and quicker and cheaper so they're always going to be behind the, what they should have just said is the ss they should have just maybe worded it slightly better and made it out like the ssd is like they say it's optimal it makes it run it the optimal way we designed it not say it was mandatory but I think people, like say, if if it wasn't a, a first-party exclusive and it was a third-party game, but ha, ha, it, no one would care. We won't bat an eyelid. It's just for fanboy clout. But it's fanboy clout that does have a bit of merit behind it in yeah. a sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get it. It's 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 it is the market and it was the in it was the in buzz thing, wasn't it, like you said. And uh, and BMG. Right. Right, so ignore everything Ash just said because clearly he's a Xbox fan, <laughs> free for no, injuries. But we're here for balance, here for balance, right. mate. That's what it well, is. <laughs> what this is what really happened, and I wasn't in the room, but I pretty much probably how it went. You know, Insomniac called up God Jim Ryan and said, "Jimmy, Sir Jimmy, God of PlayStation." We need. We should really think about how we can make more money from this game. You know, we've got everything out of we can out of PlayStation, but I think we should really offer it the peasants of the mouse and keyboard. We're going to have to make it so it can use. Doesn't need an SSD. It'll look shit. It'll run shit. But then it'll make people realise that you need the power of the PlayStation to really get greatness from this game. And Uncle Jim, you know, consulted his Magic 8 ball where he shakes it and asks it a question and got the go-ahead. You know, it clearly needs the SSD, that lightning-fast SSD of the PlayStation 5, which you can't get anywhere else. And what they've done is they've just lowered the standards of the game, made it look crapper so it can run on these peasant machines that people have. Um, and that that's the truth of it. It's not nothing Ash said that says it, it doesn't need it. Of course, it needs it. PlayStation don't lie, and the fact that <laughs> we've lowered our standards, we oh have lowered God. the standards. I can't believe I'm listening to sh- this. Is like literally <laughs> listening to you know the people on Twitter's rants and their fa- their YouTube videos. This is what it's like listening. This is, I, I, but the thing is, I think they actually believe that shit. Whereas I know you're being like ironic for laugh. There's people on Twitter right now that are like, oh, I'm going to create a YouTube oh, yeah, yeah, video yeah. about that. <laughs> Good. Good. They've lowered the standards for the peasants. That's, 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 that's all it is. You see, Master Race are peasants anyway. 
Yeah, <laughs> they, they don't it. pay full so, price for their games. They've got Steam, so they don't get yeah, the. Tr- they, they don't know the hardships and, of gaming. They don't appreciate it enough because they pay they, so cheap. Yeah, that's it. But they moan and complain. Oh, I can't use a controller because I can't use like two analog sticks at the same time and push buttons and triggers. Oh, I don't understand it. I can only click, my, you know, my mouse and do my Excel spreadsheets and play solitaire, or I can only play games on my little box on here. So then the right will make the game run it's going to be crap but it's you know here have have your piece and give us loads of money while you do it <laughs> oh my god here we go <laughs> <laughs> okay moving on to what we've been playing this week and we'll, we'll, we'll keep this sharp because for me obviously i i mentioned at the top i've been playing diablo 4 um, I was excited for season one due out on Thursday, but I also rolled the credits on Final Fantasy 16, which was, I'm not going to say because I'm planning a spoiler class and review podcast very, very soon. So you're going to have to tune in for my thoughts on Final Fantasy 16, but I'm going to come to you first, Ash, because you're playing a game that I love and I finished and platinum the sequel this year because you're playing Octopath Traveler. Yeah, I've started Octopath Traveler. I picked it up on Xbox in the sale. Um, I played it when it first came out on Game Pass. I didn't play a lot of it. I, I don't know why. I just was like, well, I'll get round to it. And I never did. And then it went off. But then I got sent a copy of Octopath Traveler 2 by uh, Square Enix. And I absolutely loved Octopath Traveler 2. And when it was in the sale, Octopath Traveler 1 this week, or just last week, should I say, had to pick it up. It's, it's one of the most beautiful JRPG games I've ever played. Like it, it's fantastic. I love the combat in it. I love the the way you can pick and choose sort of like each different character, and then they all sort of come together over separate little backstories and stuff like that. It's oh, such a good, such a good JRPG that everyone should play. So I hope yeah. it comes to PlayStation at some point, and I hope the second one comes to Xbox at some point, so everyone can play the entire series. It's the everyone weirdest situation. Yeah, yeah, it was it, it was an odd one, wasn't it? Um, there's obviously there's obviously deep rooted sales issues there. I'm guessing, but yeah, no, I'm I'm glad to hear you that you're playing that and, and you're loving it. And so I I loved I loved the first one. I, I thought the second one just took that extra level, but that's what time and budget does, you know, and, and everything else. So. Yeah, and it, and, it, and it doesn't wear out your X button like Final Fantasy 16 does, so it's all good. <laughs> it's the square button. It's a square button. Is it button the square button? button? Oh, right. The square button, I, buddy. I yeah, yeah. Final Fantasy 16. I, I, I wasn't deemed worthy by square, so uh, I, I'll get round <laughs> to it. I've got to play a few of the Final Fantasies before I get to, to 16. Nice, so. nice. But you've also been playing a bit of uh, Vampire Survivors, which I really enjoyed as well, to be fair. Um, I played quite a lot of it using... I, I was testing the game, sir controller i know you yeah. put your phone in it yeah yeah uh, nice but i kept that to be fair reviewed it for the um for the website and I, I played a hell of a lot of vampire survivors and that and it's a perfect way to play it um really enjoyed it so um you're, are you is the update done yet the co-op or is it coming no, that's so not I out yet that. it's coming out no, okay it's coming out at the end of this month or early next month shame it's only couch co-op 
because I feel like an online coat would be so much better. But yes. it's better than nothing. But yeah, I'd never played it. Everyone was like, oh, you've got to play Vampire Survivors. It's so good. So I thought, you know what? I will download it and play it. And so far, I'm quite enjoying it. In short bursts, I play it for like 20 minutes at a time or however long I survive. I'll play like yes, one or two runs. Yeah. And yeah. I'm still sort of getting used to it. Obviously, I'm still like leveling up my characters because you, you, you can buy like permanent upgrades to make you better. Um. But I'd I'd love to see what the DLC adds because like I've got like I'm limited to four characters and I always seem to be on the same map. So do, does the DLC add more characters and maps or is it just that's it? That's something I'm not sure of because like it's a fun little game. But if I only get these same four characters on this same map over and over, I'll eventually get very bored of it. You'll as you're doing your more runs, you'll unlock more maps and there's about. Oh, 12 characters at least. Oh, that's all right then, because I've only played about an hour yeah. of it, I'd say. Oh, okay, yeah, once, that, you, so. once you've played quite a few hours, you'll, you'll start to unlock it. It's funny because it's one of these games that's got this real kind of dopamine hit when you're seeing, when you're just mowing down. And do you know what? It's actually quite therapeutic. You know how, like, I'm one of these people, you know when you see, like, things like grass getting cut and you see the line, you know, it's quite therapeutic. Yeah. Do you know what I'm trying to describe? It's like that. See, when you're just, like, mowing down lines of enemies, there's this kind of, dopamine therapeutic hit to it so um yeah but it's not it's not a game for me you're going to sit and play for five hours it's not that no you, you said it right 20 game. minutes yeah you're limited each run's got a 30 minute timer so you're limited to 30 minutes anyway so it's a good one you know if you know i want to play something for an hour well there's two runs you know and yeah, you know yeah, you'll be yeah. in and out and done unlike final fantasy 16 if you've got an hour you need to go well there could be a 50 minute cutscene. yeah that's that's <laughs> the to, downside yeah. isn't it that's the downside of modern yeah. gaming i feel but yeah. yeah i'm quite enjoying that and like i'm tempted to pick up the dlc and stuff because uh, it's low cool. price but yeah that's quite good I'm, I'm really really enjoying that so I've, I've had quite a good week in gaming quite i feel so good good and BMG, you've, you've, you've got a kind of list of games you're playing, but I see you're playing Witcher 3, which I started playing over Christmas again. Um, and then I haven't gone back. I, I kind of got maybe sort of two thirds the way through the main story. But unfortunately, then games just started landing in January, bam, bam, bang. And I've kind of never gone back to kind of finishing it. Although I have previously finished it. This is kind of a second playthrough. And I wanted to do the DLC, but I just, I just ran out of time, mate. Um, so, yeah. Toss a coin to your witcher, oh valley of plenty, oh valley of plenty, oh. Yeah, the witcher free. Yeah, you like know, that. it's, it's that song. I love that song. It's an awesome song. It's what made me want to play the game again. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, the, other, the reason I jumped back into Witch Free, because I, I remember I, when I originally played it, because I bought it, picked it like dirt cheap, and... I got towards the end of the game and he had got a game breaking bug and I just couldn't, he was bugged, didn't matter what I did, even though going back, reverting to a different save, trying to go forward, I had the same problem. So I, I just kind of knocked it on the head. And the only reason I've gone back to The Witcher 3, because yeah, sort of watching the new series again has kind of made me, I want to play a bit more of The Witcher. But, and I was saying to Ash, I think Ash is in the same boat as me, I want to play Cyberpunk. After all the issues and problems and everything's had gone on with it and the fine tunes and everything else, I want to play Cyberpunk, which I own, which I have installed. But the announced, obviously, Phantom Liberty, which is also going to change the base game. So it's like, I can't play Cyberpunk because if I do, 
the time September rolls around, um, there's, everything's going to change. So I'm holding off. So I, I, I fancied an RPG to play, and I thought, well, you know, jump back into The Witcher. You know, it's it's got the, you know, the upgrade patch now where it runs at 4K, or you know, you can have it at 4K. Thirty frames, or is it ten eighty p sixty frames? Is it? I think it runs at. You got your choice of the performance mode or quality mode. So yeah, so yeah, jump back into which fleet, enjoying it, enjoying it. It's um, it's pretty much everything I remember so far. So you know, I'd pretty much go around being a dick and only do things for money as witches do. So uh, yeah, enjoying it, enjoying it. But the main one is obviously Marvel Snap. The best. Still enjoying your Marvel Snap. Oh, it's just more and more <laughs> updates keep coming. It's the best mobile game on the planet today. And I won Game Awards and XBN Network Awards last year. So, yeah, but I'm enjoying that. I won't bore <laughs> everyone with that one, but you, you should be playing it. Everyone should be playing it. Forget your mouse and keyboard because you want to play Ratchet and Clank. Play Marvel Snap instead. You'll enjoy it. <laughs> uh, yeah, a bit, bit of Star Wars Battlefront 2. It's it's one of them games, you know, because I used to love the original Star Wars Battlefront games on, you know, PlayStation 2. Um, and they, they were just fun because it, it's not something... I know Battlefront 2's got a, it's got a story mode in. I've not even touched the story mode because the story mode doesn't actually interest me. I just like joining in on big wars where you're trying to push the enemy back and take control and you know it, it's just so much fun just it's one of them games you can just pick up play have a couple of games in and then come back to it at a later date and not forget how things work it's just it's just a fun game to play um GT Online is something we we <laughs> be, being a, we, we we decided to give it a go because it dropped on Game Pass the other day. So we thought, oh, you know, we thought it'd be fun to download and play it and give it a try. And me and Ash managed to get in. Uh, well, we was meant to play the the night before, but I fell asleep. So <laughs> yeah, he was like, "Are we playing?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah." Came on. Where are you, mate? Where are you? He would just didn't even reply to me. Just mess me, mess me around. He did. I'd, I'd had my tea, sat on the couch watching Game of Thrones, and about thirty seconds later, I, I, you know, it felt like thirty seconds later. It's like fucking half eleven, quarter to midnight. Like, oh shit, <laughs> better go to bed. Um, <laughs> so we we managed to get about half an hour, forty minutes in um, before XBL on, on yesterday, and oh, it was a bit bit of a faff to try and. Get in the game together because Ash had to do like the first bit, and but you know we were on the same map but couldn't see each other. But as soon as we got that out of the way, what a laugh that was! Just flying about <laughs> in yeah. my flying DeLorean and and cops chasing us and thinking we were better than other people. Two of us ganged up on one guy, and, and the guy just took us absolutely both destroyed us, didn't he? <laughs> we were like chase him, chase him, and we chased him, and then he was just like, boom, you're dead. Like, All right, it was uh, humbling. So- <laughs> yes, it was. It was. But we, we're going to play more and get better. Um, yeah, that's nice. it. We've got, we've got a crew as well. Everyone's welcome to join our crew, our XPN crew. Uh, to help Good. us be better. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's but, it. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's, fun. it's a fun game because I think, I think the next thing we're going to try out, because Exo Primal's dropped today, didn't it? So yeah. <laughs> that I want to give a try. Um, it's installed, and I think it should be finished installed now. I forgot to set it back off last night, um, but I did set it off before, so that should be done, ready to go. So I want to try 
try that out maybe maybe tomorrow evening because I've got not much working on Sunday so I'll probably might be a bit later on Saturday evening but I'll be online to play uh, and the other game that I, I picked up um, it went, as soon as it was announced was Blade Runner uh, Blade Runner was the very first PC game I actually played um, when we got a PC it was a what was it it was a Packard Bell PC if you remember that make Packard Bell yeah we're just not that old remember that yeah, yeah no, I remember well, yeah. yeah well when the well it was a it was like obviously because you, you needed discs then CDs CD-ROMs it was one of the packing games and I was absolutely hooked hooked on Blade Runner and you know I love the films the films are really good but the um obviously years has gone on they've lost like the code because they were trying years ago they were trying to bring Blade Runner the game back but they couldn't find half the code it was missing it was lost um and then late last year somehow some miracle they managed to find it um up a lot of the the, you know, the textures and stuff. So it's like 4K, but obviously a lot of it's still pixelated because that's how it was. And it's just such a, exactly how I remember. And it reminds me of, um, oh, what's that? It's like a, a bit like a detective game. Um, sword something can you like click on things and you like, trying to solve a mystery or a murder or something. I can't, can't remember oh, the name I, of the game. I know what you mean, but I can't remember the name of it now. Yes, something sword, or sad's the word sword in it. But yeah, yeah, it's, again, one of them classic games that kind of sort of disappeared off the face of the planet because the code went missing and they obviously somehow someone managed to find a copy, get the code and re-release this game and... Uh, it's just some, I like to just jump into now and again, just do bit by bit, you know, your detective work, you know, doesn't kind of doesn't give you any indication on which way to do the story, but you have to do it. This is the issue with a game. You have to do everything in a particular order to further the story. If you do something in the wrong order, you can't go any further in the story, so you have to revert back the save and redo it which is really, really annoying. So if you got so far in the game and did something in the wrong order, you can't progress because you couldn't get the information you needed because you went a different sort went about it differently, and that's it. You're screwed. You have to start all over again, or if you had a few saves in there at certain points, you'd go back to that save and then redo about two hours' worth of gameplay. But I love it. I love it. It's a lot, lot of nostalgia with Blade Runner. Good. Good. Blast from the past for BMG. Oh, yeah. Reminds <laughs> me when I had hair. <laughs> God, fuck, that's a long time ago then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, dear listeners, this is now your time to depart, should you wish, if you, if you are departing now. Thank you for listening and goodbye. For anyone else, unfortunately, we are going to speak about the news this week affecting the merger, which obviously doesn't just affect Xbox, ABK, it affects Sony and the wider gaming world. Um, and I thought, well, listen, since how big this week was, it was worth having a little chat because it very much looks like the merger is all but done. Yes, there's things that need ironed out. It's not set in stone yet, but just a recap this week. So FTC kind of lost its case to get the um, to get the injunction. It then lost appeal. It's now sitting with the Ninth Circuit Court. 
The CMA have extended their deadline by six weeks to consider all facts. And there's also rumours circulating that Xbox may be willing to sell off xCloud in the UK. It's all very fucking messy to, to get to a point where we all know where things are going to go. Um, and it's now just basically a matter of potentially six weeks, but a matter of days could be as well. We are recording this on Friday night. Anything could be different come Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday next week. God knows, because this is obviously a, a revolving issue. But, you know, I wanted to talk about kind of, you know, listen, what's our thoughts on this week about, obviously, you know, FTC lost a big case. It's looking pretty grim. Um, and then how now does kind of Sony and the kind of gaming market react and, and kind of what's kind of things going to look, look like maybe in the short to medium term and you know kind of ash kind of what was kind of what was your thoughts kind of with the news this week kind of kind of where's your kind of head at the way things are and the way things are going to go honestly well i'm I, like i don't want to sort of speak like i know or I, I have any real idea because i don't i'm not into law or anything but like i've seen people who know this sort of stuff saying that some of the things that have happened since don't normally happen like the cma sort of backing down and now they're extending their deadlines and stuff i think it's going to close i think the way it's happening we we're, we're a handful of hours away from the uh the injunction running out like the where the where the like the cutoff was the appeals got to really sort of be granted today like the appeal on the uh, judge's decision they already appealed directly to the judge and she's said no yeah they've um applied obviously to the to the other people i can never remember all the names of all these legal things and that's Ninth pending court. yeah yeah so that's pending we may hear from them today. We probably, if we don't, we won't hear from them till next week. And I think after tonight, they can basically close officially from tomorrow um, or something like that till Monday. The stocks are already being prepared to be removed from the stock markets. I think they'll just go ahead with it and push through. And the if, if the FTC wins this appeal, which I don't think it will, they're then going to have to do an appeal and everything. I think that the FTC, especially when uh, Lena Khan was getting absolutely roasted by like everyone who she had that uh, meeting with, like the Senates and stuff like that. I think it was and stuff. Yeah. They did not like her. They they grilled her of like, why are you even bothering with this appeal? You ain't going to win. Basically, the CMA is the odd outlier here. We are British. We like to dig our feet in and like plant our flag on hills where we really shouldn't and whether we're going to win or not we're, we're going to say we're right we are stubborn that's the thing there's rumors of a divestiture like a small one which has got to be related to cloud does that mean they're gonna not have cloud in the uk or something doesn't make sense because then the consumer gets shafted which is then the opposite of what the cma is supposed to stand for it's all confusing but i feel like Within the next week, we're going to know either way. And I, I honestly think they're going to just billy big balls it and close it and be like, everyone else has said yes, the US has lost, so that's a yes. There's only you, CMA, and we're closing whether you like it or not. Come to the table and let's sort it. But it does yeah. seem like they're willing to talk. It does seem like they, 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 they weren't, but literally it was like 20 minutes or an hour or so after the, <laughs> the FTC decision, they were suddenly like, yeah, we're uh, we're coming back to the table. We've put this appeal. We've asked me, us, and Microsoft and Activision have all written to the appeals court to put that appeal on hold while we work it out 
like grown-ups and that's where we stand and i i think it's going to go through i i feel like the end is in sight obviously it could all go wrong the appeal thing could go through any second now and throw this all out of whack and then the cma might grow like their stubborn bollocks again and go now that's it we'll take you on again we don't know but i feel like if this ftc thing doesn't get appealed like they don't get it they can't block it in time i think microsoft and activision want to close this as soon as possible the cutoff is i think the 18th was the cutoff or 17th yeah. or 18th for their Something contract like the week. so yeah, it's three billion yeah otherwise like microsoft don't want to pay three billion dollars to activision extra i think they'll close it and they'll be like cma will deal with you and the uk side afterwards but i'm yes. not a lawyer i don't work in that but to me that makes sense if everywhere else says yes and one says no you go with the majority and then you deal with the little is- issue in the middle but and the cma technically can't stop them closing they can just find them out of the arse basically for it and be like naughty person naughty naughty microsoft we said we weren't happy with this but you've done it anyway and they slap them on the wrist so yes and they, they can't yeah because they, they can't stop us companies they, they can just obviously effectively restrict their trading here that's what the, that's what the cma look after it's, it's funny though that obviously they, they, you class them as stubborn because one of the things regarding the cma is that i've given them credit for is i don't see it as stubborn i i i've always seen it as them sticking to their guns and that they believe in what they're saying and we, and, I, and i've said this before we won't know if the CMA was correct until probably the end of the next generation. So we'll call that, for argument's sake, we'll say 2035. That's when we'll be able to look back and say, fuck, the CMA were right. <laughs> but I, but I, because it's too, obviously it is too early to tell. That's the whole point of the cloud. And that's the whole point of the argument about, you know, this this emerging market, this, yeah. this point they kept making. But I completely see the point they're making because they've looked at Netflix. They've looked at the way physical media went to movies and and, and yeah. tv shows they looked at music and they look well but well look how the market's gone and they've gone there's no reason this won't happen here hang on we need to put the brakes on but also, before though, it all needs regulated you know they didn't though they also didn't take into account that amazon launched their cloud in the uk for every single prime subscriber technically which makes it a much bigger player base and sort of Technically, Amazon is now the big billy boy, big balls in cloud gaming in the UK because they've unru- they've basically said if you've got a Prime subscription, you can play Luna. You can only get the free version; you have to pay for other stuff. But it's there. Does that mean? I feel. I, yeah, it's, I a, it's a big market, but it's not a user base. So that's the difference, isn't it? It's still it's got a wide market. That's like saying free Xbox views said only biggest. about five thousand people use it in the UK. And today, it, yeah, yeah, today. I, I'm I, I'm I I don't know. Honestly, I don't give a shit if they get rid of cloud gaming right now because I don't use it. It's in the UK, especially where I am. The, the internet signal is cr- so shit, and on phones it's so bad. It's not worth using when it's not on Wi-Fi half of the time. So for me, I only want it for the the plugged in console home experience. Obviously, in the future when they roll out better internet and stuff, we'll probably want cloud then. And like you're saying, you're right. We're not going to feel any ramifications of this deal really for a long time. And but if it's all hinging on this cloud thing, I, I, it's a it's a tough one. I wouldn't want to be in anyone's situation arguing for or against it because 
you just don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, because like as then you're trying to, you're trying to predict a future, but it, yeah, I just feel so it's a it's a future that has precedent in in media because yeah. of because um, of movies and, and obviously music. And the thing you've got to think about as well is though, if this Activision deals goes through, there technically should never be another acquisition deal that fails because you cannot have this arg- this argument about Activision is bad is like is centered around Call of Duty being the big boy game, this massive game that everyone plays. And I, I suppose unless it's Epic or EA with like FIFA and stuff or Fortnite, there isn't a game that comes close to that yet you could argue. And then Microsoft can be like, well, we were fine with Call of Duty, so why can't we buy Sonic and Sega? Why can't well, we buy Final yeah. Fantasy? Because it's not that big. Look how yeah, many yeah. they've well, sold. We will, we will, we will come to that question because um, that that is very much kind of prevalent. The kind of part two of this, but um, oh, I apologize be it, for yeah. being no, ahead. that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. <laughs> that's absolutely fine, mate. Um, what about you, kind of BMG? Kind of what, what's your kind of you know off the gut kind of feeling on on things and about this deal and just listen, just spitball it. Not so much, you know, like will it go through? I think we're all on the assumption it will go through. So how does how does kind of things progress? Maybe short to medium term. Yeah. It's well, like short. Obviously, short term, we're not going to see anything happen immediately because it's you know Activision Blizzard King is a huge, huge company with what? What are they on about twenty five thousand staff, something like that? I think they are. Yeah, twelve studios and whatever else. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of things that are going to have to be worked out. There's a lot of deals that they have in place with like Sony and what can or can't of Call of Duty wise can come to Game Pass. But obviously, we're going to see good, you know a good outlook for the service. But we all what we need to remember this, this court case that's gone in and the appeal is for the injunction. The actual court case itself is in what? Is it um later this year? Yes. October is it? October. So even even though that they can push the deal through, which it, it, it looks like it's going to happen, I don't think the injunction appeal is going to be granted. I know there was sort of the grounds. Um, I don't know if it was the C, um the FTC that pointed this out, or if it's just people on Twitter that the judge Judge Corley's son or someone works for Microsoft doesn't and, matter you know, at all because they, yeah, of they, course they, they literally it was the FTC that wanted her as the judge, not Microsoft. Microsoft yeah, wanted it. Microsoft somewhere wanted else. another. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So and so you know that sort of argument fails. They they didn't manage to prove. You know, in the court case, they had did have some good points in certain things, uh, and it's right to be scrutinized the the deal should be a deal this big on these you know these multi-trillion dollar companies yeah it should be looked at and should be looked at long term it's all right short term for for us all thinking oh, all these games coming to game pass but it's how it affects the market down the line and how it affects competition and yeah. you know and it does that just make other companies further down the line just try and make themselves more appealing to the likes of microsoft to be bought and you know and think and things like that you know square enix to me seems like they've got rid of all their Western studios to make themselves look more favourable to be bought by Sony, let's just say. It or wouldn't surprise or me if this deal goes through, Sony announced that like the next day because I yeah. think they've been planning it for a while. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, there'll be something. There'll be something. Usually something's been kind of a leaked image has come out by now saying welcome to the family or something like that. Yeah. You know, where they <laughs> messed up last where they messed up last time. But even though if they get the deal through, this the the, the flight, say, 
the deal goes through. The CMA have extended the thing so they can investigate more, which, and they've said they aim to have it done before um, August anyway. But come, say, October, November, whenever the FTC actual court case is, the judge there might look at it differently, might not, you know, yeah, the injunction's not been Will it free, even but go then, to it, though, at this rate? The, the way they're think, being criticised... Yeah. Yeah, I think heavily. that's the consensus that it's not even going to get there. That if they well, don't get the, the 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 PI, then it's like, well, that's it. The, the, they yeah. will just shut the case down. You know, um, I think this this it seemed to be all because even Microsoft themselves said if the FTC won the the injunction, they would effectively themselves probably have to pull out of it because there was yeah almost no point of no return for either of them. So a lot hinged on this week. Was was kind of yeah. the, the the key yeah. message, which is true. Which is true, but as it stands at the moment, that court case is still booked in for that day. Let's just say they don't get the injunction appeal, uh, the deal goes through. They're going to close, which obviously it looks like. But you don't, you just don't know from because obviously America, you know, every they're just crazy over there and do oh, their own yeah. thing, do what they want. None of them care, you know. It depends <laughs> whoever's filled whose pocket up with most money. Um, let's just say they do decide to take it, keep going to that court case, and they win it. Then Microsoft would then have to sell it off if, if it came to that. Who's going to buy appeals. it, though? Yeah, this is it. Yeah, but they'd have to break it up. They'd have to find a yeah. way to sell it if it came to that. But with the FTC budgets also being announced, it's being caught down to what was it 25 percent and so which is also a big hit on them so they can't even compete with well they could never even compete with the money microsoft have got anyway but i i don't think it'll go that far it's but there is that concern of how things are looking in the future and obviously in the uk it literally the cloud is the issue and from the reports that have come out today that you know microsoft are pretty much looking at selling not selling but diverse in the um cloud side of stuff to a phone company as i think it was tom warren said ee would be looking like the favorite for it and uh, we wouldn't see any change um because it would still be part of game pass but it would be provided by ee or however the however that works i don't know i don't understand it you know i'm still amazed that i can send a message and it goes up to a satellite and goes to someone else's phone still still yeah. amazing to me, <laughs> <Baffles> me. <laughs> you know i think, I think the ftc on the wrong thing they went too hard on the fucking jim ryan testimony and they the, did the poor the poor poor playstation players when they if, if they'd have gone more in on the cloud they might have had some kind like that argument that there's so many unknowns there's an argument to be had in one way yeah, or yeah. another yeah and whether they it would have stopped the deal i don't know but no i feel like it would have maybe derailed the cloud side of it a bit but Honestly, I feel like because they were like, but Jim Ryan tells us that he's going to get a spanking from the CEO if we don't let this, if we let this through, it, it went in the total wrong direction and it yeah. derailed their whole thing, unfortunately. That's it. The, the focus was on PlayStation and the judge even said, you know, we're not here, we're not to, here to defend yeah, but take Sony yeah. market leader. It's yeah. consumers. For consumers, yeah. it's a good deal because you're going to get these games in Game Pass, uh, and it does breed competition. It should push over, you know, like Sony to 
come up right we need to come up with something yeah we're going to get call of duty for the next 10 years it's been said under oath it'll always be on while there's a call of duty game it's going to be on playstation and that go beyond 10 years that's never going to change but again how do we know in 10 years time that call of duty is even the in thing anymore things change so rapidly call of duty you know up to now is is the game to get but who says that someone doesn't make something that comes along and Call yeah. of Duty isn't the thing anymore because then then it wouldn't matter. But, you know, maybe Sony creates something that is the in thing and people flop to that instead of Call of Duty. No one knows. No one's got a crystal ball. Yeah. But whereas Cloud's only going to, the technology's only going to get better and better as time goes on. And, you know, and it is. It, it, that's, that is the main issue is the cloud side of things because at the end of the day, whether Activision's independent or owned by Microsoft, um, PlayStation is still going to have their studios making amazing games, acquiring more studios to push on the live service side of stuff because live service seems to be what everything is these days now. And it is that's where it all lies, is, is cloud. Cloud's the issue of where it's going to be down the line and how the cloud businesses and companies and game companies are going to compete in that market against Microsoft. But Microsoft are also putting these deals in place to bring all their games to all these other services, a part of the services, because they make money. The cloud the cloud businesses are going to make money as well. But it's hard to tell. I know it's that's how that's the point of a regulator is to speculate on how it could affect down the line. But I'd like to say cloud in the UK is just so small, even with what Amazon's got, it's not a big thing because as you know, internet is not good at all. You know, you, it, <laughs> yeah, it just not, isn't. Yeah. And public it just isn't. Anyway. Yeah. And, and I can understand them looking down the line thinking, well, if it, the possibility of cloud becomes the main way to play and Microsoft have got a big foothold in the market, how does anyone else compete? You know, I can understand it from that point of view. And this, the option they're offering is, you know, look, well, okay, then this may, you know, well, we assume that it's been offered from linked reports that we will hand the cloud side of stuff over to someone else in the UK to deal well, the, with. The, the, the Verge or whatever we announced that didn't say it was anything to do with the cloud. This is just what we're assuming. Like, yeah, there's been yeah. no physical evidence provided to anyone publicly what it's going to be. It might not be anything. When you think divestiture, it could be something literally that we've just not even thought of, basically. Do you yeah, know what I mean? So, the sort of big question as well is, is and, and I hate having this call. I hate having this conversation because I, I, I don't agree with any of these takeovers. You know, as someone that's that's pretty anti-capitalist, I don't like any of them, and I hate this idea of this this buying war. But it's inevitable, and it's going to happen. And it's and and this deal is, is the one that's going to fund it all. So not fund it all. It's, it's going to kickstart it all. It's basically like a starter pistol that's going to start this 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 buying war of, of companies. Do you uh, uh, well? Yeah, do you think Sony start getting the checkbook out, and where do they go? I feel they've already got the checkbook out. They've been doing it for the last about one year. I don't. Think <laughs> no, and sorry. Be... In, in terms of in terms of buying over publishers, obviously they've got this money set aside that they've said is for acquisitions. <sighs> I, albeit I that money for the wider Sony. They have, you know, didn't say it's PlayStation that was just. It was a wider Sony yeah. acquisitions. I I think it could be either Square. Mm-hmm. 
or you may be looking at Ubisoft or something like that. Yeah. Maybe EA, yeah. because EA were open for business. They Weren't they rumoured to be sold to Amazon? And they couldn't afford EA. Nothing to say they couldn't borrow more money from other places. Exactly it. Yeah, you're I mean, right. That's the way business works nowadays. You haven't got yeah, it. Yeah. You just take it from someone else and say, oh, I'll pay you back later. That's that's how big business yeah. works. Yeah, I'd, I'll be honest. EA, EA is the power play. EA is the power play because one of you, one of you guys mentioned about you know the games that sell every year, and, and if you look every single year, and every single month consistently, there's two games in the top ten. It's Call of Duty, Modern Warfare at the moment, and there's FIFA, and it's the only game, not the only game, but it's the one of only two games that's got that consistent sales. EA by far is a power play. The problem is, Ash, you're right, is is the borrowing. You know, EA is worth about thirty seven billion. That's a Big bonus. Sony can get them. Sony can get probably as much money as they need to, but at the moment, the world economy borrowing is expensive, and that price becomes very expensive to borrow. The issue, as well as, is that I don't for a second expect the regulators to allow Sony to buy EA. You think Microsoft are in third place, struggling to buy effectively Call of Duty? How do you think Sony, the market leader, pretty much everywhere in the world, is going to get FIFA? No yeah. chance. Not they would. For me, if in, in any way to get EA, which I, I think is pie in the sky anyway, but if they were, they'd have to run it like Bungie as a completely separate entity that happens to be owned by Sony, but is ran as a completely separate company, nothing to do yeah. with, with PlayStation. Then it would possibly go through because that's very different. Do you that's think that's how, how they got Bungie? Because they just knew yes. they wouldn't be able to do it yes. like that. Because the, the Bungie deal was scrutinized, but the minute they realized, well, end of the day, who owns it's irrelevant. It's not being run under Sony. You know, you and I could have bought Bungie if we had the money. You know, it's, it's oh, the, yeah, the ownership yeah. didn't really matter. It was it was how it was being integrated into Sony. And it's literally a company that sits to the side of it that's, that's irrelevant yeah. to the day-to-day business. And I think that's the only way the EA thing yeah. would work. The difference with Microsoft is, is that, you know, ABK is coming under the Xbox banner. It's not coming under the Microsoft banner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I, I, I still think Square is a good play. I don't think necessarily it's going to benefit PlayStation in sense of game releases because Square have basically told Xbox to f off. They don't. Yeah, they're second party unofficially. And, yes, but. What I do think Square would be great for is PS Plus because you would get that amazing back catalogue all on PS Plus. And there's a lot of great Square back catalogue. I mean, yes, some a, a good chunk of modern Square is a bit iffy. We're looking at you, Foam Stars. Do you know what I mean? But... Cla- By the way, just off topic, see that Foam Stars? See the people that played the previews? They were raving about it. It looks horrendous. But the previews were positive as fuck. I, I don't know who they're paying, who's pay, being paid to play it, but someone obviously is. So, But no, but I agree. But I just feel like that would be a great for them. I, but I don't see them picking anyone else like Sega, but Sega are now really nah. in deep with Microsoft. Did you ever think, I mean, ignore obviously how close they were when the original Xbox launched, because like, that was basically the spiritual successor to the Dreamcast, it felt like, when the OG Xbox launched. Mm-hmm. And they should never have turned down that opportunity to get the Dreamcast game back catalogue on the OG Xbox at the time. It was a, I get why they did it business-wise, but I also think in the long run, they've shot themselves there. But like, did you ever think we'd be getting all these day one Sega games, Persona games, Yakuza games, day one on a Microsoft console, like 
uh, Game Pass service. You would never thought of that. And there's clearly a very deep connection. They're working on this mega ultimate super game thing project with Microsoft. They have nothing but positives to say about each other. Um, I don't think they would sell to anyone but Microsoft, I don't think now. Maybe Nintendo. Maybe Nintendo, but I don't think Nintendo need them. Nintendo no, in this weird thing they where don't they don't yeah, need yeah. any, they don't need to buy studios. They might just buy a couple of support studios to help them pump out more of Zelda and Kirby and stuff. But literally, yeah. Nintendo could run for another couple of gens without having to think about it or do anything different. And they just do direct shapes, just rehashing Ooh. the same stuff. Ooh. But I got hyped for. But um, yeah, what I was saying is like. The only person other than Microsoft might be uh, Nintendo that would pick up Sega. And even then, Nintendo don't need them. And no. Nintendo could rehash what they're doing right now for another two or three gens and have feel no real repercussions. If they bring out a Switch 2 that is basically rumoured to be like PS4-powered, the Xbox One, PS4 sort of capabilities, mm-hmm. they're good to go. People will flock to it. And then they can just remaster all the Switch games and re-release them with like nice 60 fps frame rates nice resolutions better textures they're golden and like i I, like i said i I, the only thing that makes sense to me is maybe ubisoft or uh ea or um square but i don't think ea i think ea is out of it but all these people going oh they're gonna get take two they are not getting take two you've got no chance if call of duty is getting blocked and all causing this who are Connect. Grand Theft Auto is not going anywhere, is it? Yeah, no like, chance. Yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. know. Yeah, I was going to say the Sega one. The thing is, is that I don't. None of us know, but there's there's rules in Japan about you know the the purchasing of companies, it, not just within Japan, but also especially with external companies buying their companies. And I don't even know if the Japanese regulators would allow it because I don't even know if Sony could because. You know, like things like Capcom, uh, Konami, even Koei Tecmo. People forget about Koei Tecmo. They're ones that would fit Sony's mold well. But yeah. again, I, the people keep saying, oh, but the Japanese regulars might not even allow it anyway. Because yeah. if you think about Capcom, right, Capcom were on their arse 10 years ago. Maybe not even 10. And they turned it around, didn't they? Yeah, but I just feel so well. If Sony were going to buy Capcom, they'd have done it when they were cheap. Not when they're worth, yeah. you know, Capcom are worth $8 billion today. They were half yeah. that before. They'd have, they'd have done it by now. You're right about Ubisoft. Ubisoft is literally the perfect fit for Sony because you've got um, Assassin's Creed, not just the back catalogue, but future games, which are traditional Sony games, that third-person action-adventure. They've got X Defiant in development, which ticks a box for a first-person shooter, um, game as a service, and the feedback for it is very, very good. And then obviously you've then got um, what do you call it? Studio Montreal, isn't it? Studio Montreal, the um, do division, the division itself is in a really good place. The issue yeah, with Ubisoft yeah. is yeah, the issue with Ubisoft is ten cent. So last year, ten cent bought forty nine percent of the Guillemont family, which gave them nine point nine percent ownership of Ubisoft. Now, ten cent did that for a reason. They're not going to want just to let Ubisoft go. Tencent have got a lot more money than Sony have. They're clearly in it for the long term. Tencent can't freely buy any more Ubisoft shares for eight years and are seven. Whether that changes, should Sony decide they are going to try and do a takeover? 
I don't think the Ubisoft one is as clean as it looks, even though the value's there. Ubisoft are worth $5 billion. If you think about other values, that seems like cheap money, and it falls within what Sony's budget is for what this money they've they've left for acquisitions. But I think that the Tencent thing could be problematic because, again, Tencent overpaid for that 10% share. They paid well into market value and above. So they yeah. didn't do that. They didn't do that to to to, to relinquish the company for nothing. Yeah, you know, they want some money, aren't they? Oh, fuck I. They, they're they're, they're shrewd fuckers. And again, there's there's potentially obviously politics there. China, Japan, maybe you know. But I don't know if Ubisoft is as clean, even though it is a perfect fit for for Sony. Yeah, yeah. I think Sony should keep doing what they're doing, where they've been buying off different studios, smaller studios that yeah. really help them. Like the one that does PC gaming is going to pay off massively. They want to get a couple more PC studios to really up that ramp up that sort of side they want to do some more mobile maybe some more support studios because clearly like last of us too and that had a lot of like grind didn't it it had so much at the end let's relieve them with having maybe some extra support teams in the company and stuff and keep doing Mm -hmm. what makes sony great but we also got to think microsoft ain't gonna stop they're probably already working on what's next well no we already got stuff signed no, the, 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 to be fair, once this deal goes through, Microsoft won't be able to buy anyone for a long time. They're getting this deal by the skin of their teeth. Anything oh, no, else I, I don't think no. publisher, but they can easily buy private companies. Oh, like they of course, buy, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, I think Microsoft, I think they're not going to get a publisher right away, but I think you'll yeah. see them literally, as soon as this Activision deal closes, very quickly they'll announce a couple of small um acquisitions sort of like what's that one that helps with halo that's basically making halo now oh yeah i know what you mean yeah yeah. then they'll probably they'll do what sony's done joe sony's bought loads and loads of studios i think xbox will do the same um and that's what they're going to do and then in a a couple a year or two's time they'll start hunting down a publisher but i don't think i think if xbox bought sega i think it would be separate i think sega would be left officially as sega it would just be it would be like there'd be xbox there'd be sega there'd be microsoft it would all be separate and i think that's how they would they would work away around the the japanese regulator by saying basically we yes we own them but they are a hundred percent sort of like autonomous even though they never will they, they say they're autonomous but they never are because then they're going to be doing everything will be on game pass and all that sort of shit but yeah you know what i mean they'll, they'll they'll be a way to do it but i think if if xbox buys another publisher and they might not they might be absolutely fine with activision yeah. but it doesn't make sense like for me the end goal of game Pass is they don't need to pay anyone third party to put the shit on because they've got so much content every month like every single month they've got their own new game from each of their studios do you know what i mean that's the end game and i'm all for that i don't mind that's that's just life but um they're, they're gonna they're gonna keep hunting I, i'm trying to think who sony could get honestly it, there's i don't know because like Sony do everything they do great. They they need a better Japanese presence because they sort of destroyed sort of Studio Japan. Maybe sort of rebuild their foot foothold in Japan because they seem to have lessened that over the years. So yeah. it's interesting. I can't wait to see what happens though. It's I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, see, I can't because I I don't want this. I do not want this buying more of everyone getting bought up. That's the last thing because but consolidation it end well because look it doesn't at, um, consolidation doesn't end well. What's it? Um, Embracer had no plan for oh, that. They fuck's sake, I know. 
and and yeah. as the biggest Lord of the Rings fan, they own the movie and TV rights to Lord and game rights to Lord of the Rings, which gives me no hope. It wouldn't yeah. surprise me if they sell off Gearbox and a load of their other studios, and they literally embrace and just become the owners of Lord of the Rings, and that's how they survive. They just whore out Middle Earth to everything. Like we're going to get like Middle Earth cooking games. We're going to get Middle Earth <laughs> um, sports games, and I, I'd still buy them though. I know I would. <laughs> Samwise Ganji's cooking mama. Do you know what I mean? That's what's going to be next. <laughs> but I, I, I don't know. And, and like Tencent, they keep the fingers in all the pies because they got the, they're bringing it they all got, in bit by bit by bit. Everything, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but they're, they're going to launch before we. Sorry, BMG. Yeah. But Tencent are rumored to be launching their own uh, monthly subscription service soon. And look what the catalog they'll have with how many things they've got in store that's going to be huge especially if they launch their handheld device like steam deck rival that with their own subscription that's what you need to worry about bmg man and anything to add to that what we've said any kind of thoughts well i don't know because ash kind of named every single person on the list so it's like (laughs) (laughs) i I, I apologize i haven't actually read that list I, no, I, I the, saw. I looked at it quickly, like two days ago, and I've I've not looked since. So I apologise if I've just literally ran through your entire list. My bad. The, I've obviously only, great minds think uh, alike. Yeah, I, I can, to be honest, I, I sort of agree with going for smaller, smaller studios, things that are actually going to help them. Because obviously, Sony, have, you know, PlayStation have done stuff one way for so long. And it's only now that they're starting to change and then adapt, like, say, by Nixis and things like that that deal with the PC port inside of things. Uh, Bungie, that helped do, doing the live service stuff. As obviously, they now on Destiny, but it's. I think it wasn't as much more for Destiny. It was more for the expertise in live service and how to make a live service last over a period of time, you know, because Destiny... When especially Destiny One and Destiny Two, when they first launched, they were awful because just the content wasn't there. Two even more, but they've learned the hard way how to fix that and how to keep players coming back, how to run the service and on the back end. I know they've had a lot of problems lately because they've been messing with the engine, which has caused a lot of issues. But things have improved quite drastically over the last couple of weeks, which is good to see. But if, I think they're going to keep doing the money hatting, mainly keeping games off other subscription services, maybe just getting for their own subscription service and exclusive to their console for that year because it's always worked and it always seems to work. But if they were to buy one, there's only one on the entire list that if they were going to go for one, I would say it'd be Konami because they've got a relationship with Konami back in the 90s, back with the original PlayStation, back with Metal Gear Solid and like Castlevanias and, you know, all their other IPs. Every, they've always had, because Sony tends to go for a, um, when they're making an acquisition for someone they've, they've built like an organic relationship with, they've made something for them or, you know, they've seen how, how the games have done and how well they've worked with them. Um, but if there was going to be any... Um, the only one that I would say would be realistic would be Konami. Because uh, what's got it down here is seven seven billion. 
Yeah, I think, you know, that's fair. They could get the other capital for that. And not only obviously the back catalogue, but all the games that they're currently working on uh, and making. And you could make the Metal Gear Solid um, franchise exclusive, or obviously all the new games going forward, because obviously the other ones are now cross-platform or will be soon when the... Um, Volume collection, Metal Gear Solid collection, Volume One comes out um, soon. Uh, but yeah, I'd, I'd realistically say that would be because they've got that organic growth with them. They've got that relationship back from the original PlayStation, and um, they've had many deals in place where they've both made a lot of money and a lot of profits. And uh, to me, that's the only one that I would say I couldn't. You know, I, I think the others are way outreached. They wouldn't go for C, CD Projekt Red because I think that relationship's very sour at the moment because Sony was pulled them off the off, store. Yeah. Which I don't think CD Projekt would help them that much, though, because, like... No, I don't. They, they don't pump out enough content to warrant a purchase. No. And, it, like I say, yeah, you've got Witcher, but you've only got Witcher 3. That was fantastic. And then Cyberpunk is a good game, but it... It's soured, isn't it? It's it's been stained. Yeah. Like from software would be a perfect buy for PlayStation. Like let's pump out more Souls like games. Do you know what I mean? On our yeah. system, I feel like even Platinum, those sort of companies would work wonders with PlayStation. From Soft's a tough one because obviously the parent company Kadagawa, like you know, they again they're they're worth you know. I think the best part yeah. of five billion. Again, you've got a ten percent ownership with ten cent there. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, and, exactly. Hey, the, like, don't get, it's not. It's not to say that Kadagawa wouldn't sell from Soviet. Because obviously, Sony themselves have shares in Kadagawa, um, yeah. so it's not impossible. But again, it's maybe a little bit messier. You know, Konami is a very could be a, a very clean one, and you know, you know yeah. Konami famously make more money from pachinko than games. Yeah. So, sell, Konami selling there because again, you don't need to really buy Konami's IP. You probably wouldn't even need yeah. to buy Konami as a company. Well, they don't you have any developers, just, do they? Really, they don't have a lot oh, of teams. No, no they don't. No. So that's it. I mean, that you know, Konami's market value is probably fucking pachinko. <laughs> it's that's unlike it. you know, Capcom and, and, they and they could sell it, but allow them to have permanent, like perpetual rights to pachinko machines of all their IPs. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Well, you, you, would, you would just go for that side of the business because like Konami, they, they're into like all these like day spas, gyms, as well as pachinko machines. They've, they're quite diverse in that sense, but like the gaming division, they've only literally recently started putting a bit more into games, but it's not so much making a new game, it's bringing back older games. Yes. Um, maybe that's just like, you know, test the waters. If, you know, if Metal Gear does well, do they then make a new full-on Metal Gear game? But who do they get to do it? Because they've literally, the whole gaming division just went and they've only got a handful, small team that are, you know, sort of making these games playable on modern consoles. So I think they would be the easiest one because if Sony came in and said, look, keep your name, we'll buy all your IPs off you or we'll take your... Because they've got... Because they actually have um, opened up a, a gaming division, haven't they, in Japan, Konami, recently, maybe a month or two yeah. ago. They've yeah. got to do it quick, though, because otherwise they're going to fall into the same thing as Capcom because Konami are like on the cusp of having a resurgence. If Silent Hill 2 is good, if these Metal Gear collections and these Castlevania collections are good, 
they're gonna shoot the other way and then the cost costs higher they may not want yeah. to sell them because now they're on a, an upsurge on their own so if sony are gonna make a move they're gonna have to really i don't know if they would because you know like castlevania is such a famous popular ip and, and anytime a castlevania game or the tv show drops it's just it's getting eaten up left right and center and they still did away with it metal gear solid 5 well the game wasn't even finished because obviously the everything that was going on and it's still one of that the best selling metal gear games because it you know because it was metal gear solid and and they still closed all the division and kind of came away and slowly you know testing the water again so even oh, if i'm not saying if, it's gonna like completely do it but you you just never know one great game yeah can- change everything yeah and for I the think first time sell. in a long time oh probably they, they yeah, probably would they would they would take if, if sony came in and offered them you know quite a, a reasonable price above the the share price and just say look all we want is your gaming division you know we'll even change the name to konami games or konami game studios or completely rename it because uh, they've they've literally got obviously got X amount of staff now in this new gaming division they've opened. So you just take them in. It's another studio that you've got in Japan. After you know, so it's it's. I think they would go down that route. I think Konami is probably the easiest one for them to get because Square Square's all over the place. You know, your Final Fantasy is a hit, but half the other stuff they make is just dog turd. And <laughs> it isn't doing well, you know. Look at Forspoken, you know. It's it, it's it's not a good game. Look at Avengers. I take umbrage with that. Forspoken is not as bad as people make out. It's oh, actually, right. it, yeah, but it's it, yeah. It, it's how how many people are talking about it today? Oh, listen, I, I appreciate that, but I just I, I yeah. just thought just to umbrage with that, you know. I'm a, you know, it's like Forspoken. It's like a fart in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> it was here for a minute and then it's gone, you know. But it's it, again, it, it could have been. It looks good. It just it just seems like they half-assed it instead of it had potential and the stuff they could have done. But they just it just didn't seem to sit right with Western audiences. I don't know the reception wise, you know, in like you know Japan, China, and other places. But like Western side of stuff, it just didn't do well. But. That's what I mean. The very hit and miss. That you know, they, yeah. they've, they've got a gold mine with Final Fantasy. Anything they release, Final Fantasy, it sells like hotcakes. But it just, it, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy was such a really, really good licensed IP game. It's really, really good. I really enjoyed that game, and they did, they did literally nothing for marketing because they just thought, well, it's going to be like Avengers. No one's going to care. So why should we care? And it's probably one of the better games I think they've ever made. But you'll never see another one again. It's it's it just it just won't happen. But no, I, I think Square would be a bad route to go because it's just too hit and miss, and and because Sony doesn't have that bank balance like the likes of Microsoft has, um, they buy that and it becomes a bad investment. They're going to hemorrhage money and. And that's always going to lead to layoffs or studio closures. I think Konami's the safe bet because they're dipping the toes with these classic IPs that people are dying to play. And they can, again, keep remastering stuff and then see, oh, say remaster one series that does well, then actually make a new game of that, concentrate on that. But, you know, you know Silent Hill 
two remakes gonna absolute make a fortune. It's it's that's the way I would go. I think Konami would be would be your easiest route to go and probably less risk than any others on the list because obviously you're always competing with all these other third party um you know people that are invested in the companies and Capcom yeah they they've got like I said they've got that big comeback now but that could change at any point and again it's only giving you a fighting game which up a lot, until yeah, this a lot recent of it hinges game, on yeah. Resident Evil as well doesn't it a lot yeah. of it hinges on that yeah because soon Indeed. they're going to run out of ma- remakes and they're going to have to make a new game because, you know, Village didn't do that well. I'm, I'm not saying it was a bad game. I think we all wanted um, that, Demi- what's her name? Big tall vampire lady. I think we'd all be happy. Do, Lady, yeah. Lady Dimitrescu or something? That's it. We, we all wanted to stand on us. No, no, anyone that says they don't are lying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but Capcom again, it's it's going to be that hit and miss because all it takes is one of them to not do well and then it throws it all into question. Whereas Konami, I think it's the safe bet, the safest bet out of the rest, out of them all. Guys, any closing comments, any closing thoughts, anything to add? If not, you can get the fuck out of here. We made it. We made it. Love you, Jim Ryan. We've, we've put the we've put the gaming world to rights again. <laughs> <laughs> we did it. Yeah. If we have nothing further to say, BMG and then Ash, see us out with uh, with your socials and whatever else, and we can get the fuck out of here. Go on, BMG. You can go first. Oh, beauty before age. I like it. I like it. Uh, Baldness before can... hair. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Baldman Gamer, PlayStation Baldman Gamer eighty six, or Xbox Baldman Gamer. Uh, also part of the XBN network. Uh, you can find me on the PSN Party Podcasts on Tuesdays eight thirty PM BST. Um, Sentinel usually hosts that at the moment because obviously I've been busy, um, but I'm, I'm generally always there along with Ash and um, whichever guest Sentinel gets to fail to turn up. Uh, and also find me on the XBL Party podcast on Thursdays at 8 p.m. BST and sometimes Destiny podcast on Sundays at 9 p.m. BST. But that's hit and miss as and when there's news. Good. <laughs> Ash? Yeah, you can find me obviously on the XPN network. Uh, I run all the socials. Um, so it's at XPN network pretty much everywhere. You've got your Twitter, your your YouTube, your threads, your TikTok now. Even on TikTok, I mean, it's, it's, the, <laughs> it's the grind in it, guys. Uh, and you can also add me on um, Twitter personally. I'm a underscore Ghostbuster with a zero instead of an O. And I don't really, I'm not really on any other social media, but I'm I'm happy to chat, shoot the shit and stuff like that. And you can find me occasionally on the podcast through the week, like BMG said, so I'll not repeat them. And I do like tons of daily review videos, news, live streams, all sorts of stuff. I, I'm, I'm like pumping it out on the XPN network. So if you're into your gaming stuff and your, your stuff like that, check it out. And I also write reviews and news articles for the XPN network website. Fab, busy, busy man. Look at that. 
Um, and for me and for everyone, listen, thank you all for, for listening. If you did duck out before the boring merger talk, then, well, you maybe missed a good discussion. But anyone who stuck around, thank you for doing so. I am Donnie. This is Pure Dead PlayStation. I'm bringing you this podcast every two weeks. As usual, Pure Dead Gaming will be live with you every Thursday at 3 p.m. The weekly podcast doesn't change. They just decided that, you know what, the main podcast wasn't pony enough. Let's give Donnie his own one. Um, you can get me on socials, Twitter, and now threads at Donnie's Z tweets, Donnie's tweets. And I'm even that name on threads for some strange fucking reason, even though it's threads and not Twitter. But anyway, on that happy note, thank you very much for listening. Gentlemen, thank you for joining me and goodbye. Bonjour.